Blog Talk Radio. Right? 
Scorpio, listen, Scorpio got like the, the Aquarius thing. That's just, I mean, you know, Scorpio got thing for Aquariuses. <laughs> Men and women. It could be Aquarius sun, Aquarius moon. It don't never Aquarius rising. We like them Aquarius. <laughs> Even though they rub us all the fucking way, we just like, damn it, we like Aquariuses. So I'm not surprised about him liking Carisha. And she's like a challenge. You know, she's a hood girl. She got a hood girl, but she's, you know, she learning to live in, you know, let me tell you, as I was watching him, he's fascinated because hood girls are fascinating. First of all, we are fascinating, okay? If you're from the hood, you fascinate. We we don't really get how beautifully, especially going, because I think the age of the the last true around the way hood girl was Gen X. Because, I mean, like, it's some hood girls now, but hoods have changed, like, all across America. You know what I'm saying? Hoods are very different now. Y'all got gentrification and shit happening, all that stuff. But the last authentic <laughs> hood girl is, I mean, I think Gen X. But... Carisha is still a little bit of a picture. You know, it's still hood girls here and there. I'm not saying it's not anymore hood girls, but I'm not saying where it was back in the day, right? Uh, so I think that, you know, Diddy comes from that Gen X era, and I think she's a throwback kind of to him, like of maybe when he first started <laughs> in music, and she's like so, she's charming. So she, I, I get, I get what, I get it. I get, I like the chemistry between the both of them. I like the way uh, she handles, like she's not, she's not intimidated. <laughs> she's very front forward. I like that. Uh, I think he likes that too. I think that's, I think, so I get why, I think he, why he's, why he's interested in this girl. I, I totally get it. Uh, now, Diddy himself, he Diddy is so interesting. Listen, I was looking up his chart because, you know, when I get to seeing two people, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize I had so much in common with Diddy. Diddy's like a Virgo moon. I'm a Scorpio sun. Our, our, I'm a Scorpio sun, Virgo moon. Our charts were kind of a, almost, it was it was weird. I was kind of freaked out. It was a little, lot the same. I was kind of shocked. I was like, ah. Uh. But, <laughs> but, but I, so I, for, from the mix, from the Scorpio male perspective, I think I I don't I'm not from the Scorpio female perspective. I kind of understand him has a Scorpio sun Virgo moon because we're both that. In, in but I understand understand him a little bit, so I kind of get it. I kind of get his energy. Here's what I will say. I don't know. He said a lot of interesting things on this podcast. One, he talked about why he never, why you know he hasn't gotten married. He loves hard. That's Scorpio. If we love your ass, let me tell you, okay? Well, we can. Well, we love, we love hard, hard. Like people don't understand it. It's like uh, people think we're we, we're in obsession, but we're we. We only, there's only one phase of obsession with Scorpio, in my personal opinion. But astrologers would probably tell me different. But to me, our obsessions come as we're approaching love because we're trying to find out everything there is to know about you. So we're detectives. 
and we're like that throughout our relationships. Like our partners would not even know we're still we're still we're still sneaking them out. We're still trying to figure out everything, <laughs> and it comes off as obsessive. But it's not really that. We really want to know the nature of a person. We really like to know the per. Now, some Scorpios, wait a minute now, let me, let me just say this. Whose chart I saw last week? And I was somebody's chart, and he was acting a fool. Oh, God, I forget who it was. Pete Davidson. Okay, he, he had gotten, like, tattoos. He was getting, like, a tattoo of Kim Kardashian on his neck and all these things. I was like, damn, he moving the fuck fast. You know, and I was like, damn, he, he, he seemed like he got a Venus in Scorpio. That motherfucker got a Venus in Scorpio. And I said, he's a little crazy. She got another crazy. He's going to be hard to get rid of. <laughs> and they said he was doing that with Ariana Grande, too, like getting stick, getting Getting tattooed. So when we had not all Venus and Scorpios, but Venus and Scorpios can display more of the obsessive uh, energy more than even Scorpio suns and moons. We have it, but it's like because we're wanting to know. We're wanting to know you. Right? So, and. My aspect of Scorpio is like I'm a 27-degree Lilith. So to people, and you know what, here, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't say. But people in life have told me I can appear seductive. So I think that's Lilith, right? Lilith can 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 make you appear a certain way. <laughs> so, there, so Scorpio has so many levels to it. Beyonce is a black Lilith in Scorpio, right? So there, you know, it has. There's so many levels to uh, the Scorpion nature, and I feel like Diddy is like that true Scorpio. And in some senses, I think it stops him. Like he was saying, he loves hard. He talked about how at two years old he lost his father. Okay, so immediately you have abandonment issues. Okay. So, and I found it interesting that he wants more children, but he, he doesn't want to be married. Now, I don't know what the fuck is going on with y'all here today, who y'all think y'all can commit to a lifetime of kids, but no parent, no no marriage. It's a, it's a crazy world. <laughs> I mean, we, you, and see, with celebrity, it's so different because with celebrity, in the case of celebrity, you have a lot of resources available to you to help you to raise children if you're alone, if you're a single father or if you're, a, if, you're not, if you're not married, there are a lot of things available to, you know. And so you don't think of it, if you're a single mother, stuff like that, you don't think of it as hard because you can go get nannies and shit and, and, and family members and stuff because you got cash, more money, uh, fame and stuff. But for real-life people, and I do believe for celebrity too. I just think it functions in a different way. That you, there is an importance to me. Family structure is important. I'm old. Call me old fashioned. See, I'm whatever. And that doesn't mean you know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm just saying. I just feel like it's important. I understand some, you know, certain things, but. If things happen, things do happen in life. I get it. When people end up single parents and stuff like that. But to me, to, it's just like an irresponsible shit to keep having children with no, like, no, 
no partnership. Like it's and 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 I see why he believes that because he is a man who lost his father at a young age. So he he was raised by a single mother in the household. And he said his mother, you know, never had a lot of men around, which she was trying to protect her child. Shout out to her, shout out to the, to the, his mom. But at the same time, he never saw the dynamics of a relationship. So he struggled in those in relationships. And I get it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, and let me tell you something. Marriage and stuff like that, don't let nobody fool you out in these fucking streets. This shit ain't easy. Marriage ain't easy. And it works, and sometimes that shit don't work. Facts, okay? That's why people get people be getting divorced, all that stuff. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I'm going to talk about more about that and love in Huntsville as we talk about marriage in Huntsville, okay? Our marriage got some motherfucking dysfunction to it. The thing about it is, can you survive a dysfunction? Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't, <laughs> right? But it's hard for dudes like Diddy, and especially when you gain so much money, so much power, you've amassed so many things, and you and you can see it in his eyes. Oh my God, has always. You know who I would like Sidebar. You know who I would like him to meet. I mean, I like Young Miami. Young Miami, I get why he likes her. She's a good time. She's fun. She ain't looking for love right now. She knows. She was even talking about a baby. I'm like, me, me, I don't need no babies. But one person I would love. I think Diddy. Well, go great with this is just my sideboard, and then I'm gonna get back to the subject. Melanie Hope, Melanie Hope, from Loving Houseville, Alabama. Him and Melanie would make a great couple. Melanie has four children. Diddy seems like he likes kids, and he and he, she's she's right at the age where she can have still have a couple few more. If she want, if she would Diddy shit. She probably would. Only thing Melanie ain't gonna be for the cheating shit. <laughs> but Melanie is a Scorpio. 1111 Scorpio. Listen, she's born 1111. She, she, Scorpio, she will understand, I think, him from a different point. She's a businesswoman. She has that big business acumen. Um, she's not born. She got edge to her. I think they would be cute together. I was like, oh, Daddy and Melanie would be cute together. And she's a, she's like close to his age. I mean, not that far. She's still much younger, but not far. Because, listen, I understand. Okay, going back to the subject about him in Young Miami. Well, I think he really likes her. I kept looking at him, and there was this weariness to him. Um, and I, you know, I can see. I mean, I'm just like, he's tight. Like, I think he's struggling with so much, you know. And I get it because I am. Um, a 49-year-old woman who has a youthful spirit, and I am trying to figure out, like, and I'm not saying this with Diddy, but I'm just just saying what I think I see. How do I fit in as I grow older, and how do I maintain my youthful energy but yet still maintain a sense of maturity about myself too, you know? And so I feel like Diddy is in this struggle. Like there is like, like he he kept saying, man, I'm just trying to have fun and all this stuff. But I feel like it's fucking midlife crisis, like male midlife crisis. <laughs> like when a man's having a midlife fucking crisis and he's trying to run back all the shit, 
Like, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he's saying he wanted to start back the record company because Scorpio's weird nostalgic. So he wants to start back, you know, his record company because of R&B music, his love for R&B music. He wants to go back, you know, to that time when it was, you know, he was produced. Because he's, I think he's trying to balance it all. Like, do I grab my younger self back? And, you know, and he said something interesting on there. He said, I don't like to be bored. Scorpios hate to be bored. We fucking, we cannot, we cannot, most of us. We homebodies, too, but we can't stand. The one thing we can't stand, listen, it's hard. Like, even when I'm in it, when I'm building something, it's the worst time because it's monotony to it. I can't fucking, I, mean, I got to get, I have to do something to, to like, break the monotony. I can't. The, Monotony for us is like we're like Gemini's in that way. We can't. We're the water sign that does not like monotony. <laughs> well, Pisces don't either, but Pisces will will understand understand a little bit better. Will do it a little bit more than we do. We are really like a. We really can't stand it. We like show me something new. Learn something. I can either learn something new. We 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 need to do something. Okay, but and sometimes we can be if we're we can be very boring. At times, because we're our energy is depleted. That's the only reason. So, dealing with a man like Diddy, he is always going to be looking for excitement. He's getting old now. He's trying to fuck around with the young pussy. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to be straight up with it. I, 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 he is. He wants that. He's out here in these streets trying to still hang, but he looks tired. <laughs> He looked like he's Roman. <laughs> like he really, like like he really wants to find stability. But I think he's demon, dealing with demons. You know what I'm saying? Abandonment issues. Uh, how do I balance the power and all the coochie cat being thrown at me ninety miles an hour that I can, you know, I can just go out and pick. The motherfuckers, I can. I just got a smorgasbord board of chicks I can I can choose from. <laughs> and how do I do something different? I, you know what I saw a, a Scorpio struggling to Phoenix. I get it. I get it. I get it. Sometimes I can be that. I'm, I'm going through that now. I Phoenix at times, and then there then there's times I. You know, when I want to recreate, because Scorpios, you know, one thing, we love to recreate ourselves. We love to re. If we can't recreate ourselves, uh, Rabina, there is this cyborgian. And I'm talking about this because I'm talking about the Diddy, if you're just now tuning in, I'm talking about Diddy and Carisha, uh, the young Miami girl, had an interview on her podcast, Carisha Please. I might play a little bit of it for you, but... I think that, you know, in watching this podcast with him, I saw this sense of, like, this is a guy who who is struggling to become, recreate himself, has a scorpion male. He needs to recreate. He needs to re, reinvent himself. And I, I remember Rabina, uh, the astrologist Rabina, she had a great, a great, Old video. It's probably about five years old. It's probably under, and I, I have to get. I'm gonna have to get. If you guys probably look up, it's Rabina on 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 YouTube. 
But she had this uh, interesting thing. She always has these, she used to do these light and dark-sided things of signs and stuff, like the light-sided, the dark-sided Scorpio female, dark-sided Scorpio male. And then she did this one thing because everybody always talks about Scorpios are the most loyal sign in the Zodiac, right? And which we are. We're loyal. We're loyal. Like, we're loyal. But she did a challenging one. She said, why Scorpios are prone to cheat. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, she said, it, it was crazy. And she, one of the things she said, which was, because nobody ever thinks that about Scorpios. But it's an untrue statement. Not all Scorpios are loyal to a hip. So one of the things she says is they're prone because of reinvention. If they can't reinvent, they go to find something to do it. They go to find, they go to, because they have, we, we have to re, that's our sign. Our sign likes reinvention. And we're bored if we're not reinventing. So I see a guy, Diddy, I see, when she talked about that, I see Diddy trying to strike the match, trying to light the match. And one of the ways he's lighting the match to reinvent himself is Carisha. Young Miami. Now, keep in mind, we are the sign who loves to soak up. What do we like to soak? We love energy. We love people's energy. We can soak up energy. That's you know. It it was funny because she asked him. She was asking him questions like, "What? I'm going to play some interview. Wait, let me see if I can play some some of this interview." But she was asking him some very interesting questions. You guys, and I was I was so intrigued because it was such scorpion shit. And I, I mean, you can see like a lot of um, his Scorpion vibe. But let me see how. Let me look it up here on YouTube. Uh, but she was asking him, "Do you like to make love, or you know, uh, or fuck?" And he was like, "Make love." He's a Scorpio. <laughs> that doesn't mean the other thing doesn't like to happen. But he Scorpios are passionate. Intense. We want to get to your what? Soul. We're not soul snatchers like you think we are. We want to see we want to see if your soul merges with ours. <laughs> so it, it was it was a very very to me I felt like it was so funny to hear uh Okay, I'm trying to pull up some of this. Okay, so you guys can hear some of the interview. I'll take a shot. I'm not my kid. Okay, let's see. Trying to see what. Uh, I get time, but I'm not. I'm not trying to like get that. You know? um, church. 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 I'm gonna take you to church. I love it. Yeah. So, like, what you like about me? Cause people be like, she ain't his type. He wouldn't talk to her. So, what is it about me that you like about me? Um. Like, why are you fucking with a city girl? One thing you need to know about Scorpios, we like authenticity. We like difference, okay? But another thing he said, I'm trying to find this other part of the interview where he's talking about, where she's asking him about your round. Like, our friendship. Hold on here. Um, Just wasn't ready. Just wasn't ready. Just didn't want to. Okay, she asked him why he didn't want to get married. What's your status? You? Me? 
As what? long as you're laughing, you know, live his best life too. So I'm just in a good mood. You know how when you just, hey, big spender. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Christmas. Let's have a good time with this life. Okay, now she asked him about. I'm just playing little parts of Carisha, please. I can't. Uh, some of it I'm catching in the middle of the things, but she asked him, which is a scorpion thing, okay? Especially scorpion males when they have a lot of money. She's like, you like to spend? Hell, yes, because Scorpios are givers. We like, we like to get. But she, Scorpio man, if he, yes, if he got the cash. See, that's one thing about Diddy. You ain't going one thing if you with Diddy. If you would, unless he he don't really he ain't feeling you like that or something, he gonna take care of you. That's do he like he was. She said what she said something about a hundred fifty thousand dollars shopping spree. If he like your ass, yep. <laughs> right. So it, it's very interesting. Like some of the questions, he is a very scorpionic. I saw with his uh, a lot of his. Um, okay, I'm trying to find. Some of the parts I, I didn't mark these parts, but okay, here it is where he talks about his father. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of like an entangled. I'm just having fun. I'm just acting bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, long, as long as you're laughing, you know what I'm saying. As long as you're smiling, as long as you're having a good time, you know, that's what it's about. Why you never got married? Um, just wasn't ready, just wasn't ready, just didn't want to do it, just didn't want to, never had a desire to get married, you know what I'm saying, and just, when I was growing up, my father got killed when I was young, when I was two, and my mother, she just, like, never wanted to have men around, you know what I'm saying, it was something, like, during that time, having, like, men around your children, and, um, so, I never really saw a relationship like that, I was just, Raised around women, and so I never really had those those, those aspirations. So I I know it was like the, the dream. It's, it's it's every woman's and every person's dream. I mean, a lot of people's dream, and it just for me, I just wasn't really about that life. Yeah. Well, I think he said a lot there. You know, he said that he's mostly used to being women, so women are his comfort. Because in a lot of young men who were raised with their moms. Some comfort is a lot of is, is being around the female and stuff like that. So he never had a relationship with his father, which I think you need to go get healed because, you know, y'all raising motherfucking kids out here and y'all raising in, your kids in your dysfunction. I mean, he's a, he say you listen to Bishop Jake all the time. You listen to Bishop Jake's, man. You should be getting some of this. <laughs> Bishop Jake's can preach. He be we be giving the word, so the whole thing is, I just felt there was so much scorpionic energy and and that this guy is reinventing himself and he likes this Aquarius because Aquariuses are creative, they're smart, they're uh, they're um, um, one of my best friends is an Aquarius, and my little niece. A niece cousin is an Aquarius, one of them, and there and 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 also my the, the very first boyfriend I had where I was like call myself in love was an Aquarius, right? So Aquarius have these little quirky things that are different, and 
you know, all kinds of just things that can help a Scorpio to reinvent. So I get why he likes her. He goes on into the interview and he starts talking about how, you know, he kind of says that. He says, she says, what do you like about me? He says more than just, you know, she's authentic, but he says that she gives good advice. She's a thinker, okay? So, uh, uh, um, and uh, and it's just he has fun with her. That's another thing, okay? So that helps, being, having fun helps the Scorpio to reinvent. If they're stressed out, if they, you know, if they look like they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, you <laughs> you put too much energy on us, even though we are emotional creatures. Me, I'm a little different. I'm an emotional. He is too. Wait, let's stop, because he's a Virgo moon like myself. So we're a little bit of a different type of Scorpio. We seem detached to people, but we're very emotional. <laughs> we seem kind of like a Gemini Scorpio or something, even though we're Virgo moon. But we're—I mean—but it's not that we're not—we're we're detached. We we understand like we Virgoize. He's a perfectionist in love too, right? So we probably Virgoize, you know. Um, the fact that we 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 love hard, okay. So for him, loving hard is a very dangerous thing because he can be out there. So you, you should hear him. He tells a story about one of his first loves on here, like when he how he how he was so hurt. So for a Virgo moon, that shit ain't fun. <laughs> All right, and it doesn't help the reinvention of a. Of him to squat. Now, it did help. No, 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 no. I can't say that. Being really hurt helps reinvent, but it reinvents a beast. <laughs> right? So I find that a relationship with Young Miami to be a part of his reinvention as a Scorpio. Like, she is actually, she actually trig, makes him, him, you can see it on there. Now, but do I do? Do I still think he's roaming? Like he said, he was dating right now and everything like that. It was interesting. They dating each other, but he's dating around. But I think that he really needs to heal. Like. I get that he's trying to reinvent himself with this young lady and everything, because I get it. I get, I see what he's trying to do because we soak up that energy. I get it, and and it's a youth. She's youthful, okay. She is youthful, <laughs> and um, but I really think that what helps you reinvent sometimes more than anything. And listen, Scorpios use whatever in the vicinity. That's us. That's naturally us. If there is somebody who's inspiring us in the vicinity, we're going to use you to Phoenix and to Eagle. We need to use you to Phoenix and Eagle, right? And it sometimes happens through love relationships, right? So um, that's naturally a Scorpio. We're going to absorb energy and we're going to use it. However, I think it's toxic in the ways, like she asked him a question too. She asked him, was he toxic? And I I kind of love this honesty about, yeah, <laughs> like I am. I don't want to be, like, you know. And it, 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 I thought, I was like, wow. Well, you know, here's the thing about this and what I loved 
and this is Aquarius because what is Aquarius? Listen here. Listen, this is why she was able to handle him so fucking well. I love watching this interview because it was so, it's so astrology, it's so much astrology jewels in it. I'm not an astrologist, but I listen to a lot of them, and I can't wait to hear their take on this interview. Like Apollonia, if you're listening, or anybody, please give me your take. I cannot wait. I got to write Apollonia and ask her, please give me a take on this interview. (laughs) Because I feel like there's so many damn jewels, but from him especially, but I found him. Let me say this first. I was on the Aquarius thing. The reason why she handled him so weird, she's a water bearer. <laughs> Have you ever seen the tarot, uh, one of the tarot cards when they show Aquariuses? They're either they are uh, they're either shown by the star, you know, Aquarius either are the star represented by the star in the tarot, or sometimes you often see them holding two cups of water and they're pouring them <laughs> in each cup or something like that. Because they are water bearers, they can handle the water. They can handle the. <laughs> they can handle. You know, we come with our little snazzy shit. They come right back. They like we Aquarius. We we here. So it. So I see like that that energy. He that he's kind of using that, you know, and she and she's allowing him to kind of. She's handling it. However, I will say when he said he was toxic. I would say that he needs healing because I think now he's using it in an unhealthy way. Like he's just going around probably, you know, having a good-ass fucking time and doing too much and not healing and just, you know, trying. Like he said, he want more babies. But what? You want more babies without a woman, without a, 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 a having a person? I just feel like that's just fucked up, you know, because you're creating the same cycle of you in some senses. Like you're creating you. That's why it's important to get healing. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. So you want to end up, I know my damn self. I'm going to eat on this show and talk to y'all. But I know my damn self. There are things right now. I said, damn, I should have got healing about that. I want to get some healing because that's fucked up. I'm, I could be toxic in some ways like that. So especially when you're scrapping it. But you already uh, can help be attracted to the dark. So I feel like, you know, there sometimes that instead of just going out and trying to get these fixes and get these matches to light you up, you need to heal. And I hope that he begins to, because he looks weary. Even though he's, I see himself trying to reignite himself with Carisha, and I really think he really likes her. I don't know if he wants to marry her, but I really think he likes her. And I think that he's absorbing that youthful energy, but he's ignoring the very thing that he, about him that he needs healing in. Like, you know, he's creating, you're, you're, what you're doing when you're having babies, you want, these, you want these babies, but like he said before, he said, he's talking about Kim Porter passing, and he's talking about how he had to be a full-time dad because he was a part-time dad most of the time. So now he gets a picture and what she was dealing with, but not only that, but but here he 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 doesn't understand as a Scorpio male that when you're having these children uh, with women's future, <clears throat> yes, 
future. When you're having these baby Nick Cannon, who's a Mer- what does he got? That Mercury, Mercury and uh, Scorpio. He's got something in Scorpio that's pretty deep. Uh, Nick Cannon. When you're creating these homes, you're creating, you're recreating your dysfunction a little bit because you're recreating kids with one parent homes. So here you are saying, you know, yeah, I never saw that dynamic. Now with Kim's kids. Well, no, it was the same thing because he wasn't going to marry Kim. He was just out here wanting to populate with her but not be with her in a re- in a relationship, even though celebrity, if you marry a celebrity, your relationship is going to be different anyway, okay? But they still need, they, kids still don't get to see a dynamic of partnership. And so here you are, you know, creating this family unit, and the excuse is, is the excuse of, of people who don't want to get married all the time and want to have these kids is I'm scared it's going to break up. Well, it may. But the whole thing is, at least your kids got to see somewhat of a family unit. At least they know they were. it's a structure. Our structure is how it's supposed to be. Or at least you tried in the structure. But it's like you, you're not even trying. You're not even you, because you, you're only creating the dysfunction that you saw growing up, which is you saw a one-parent home, and that's what you're comfortable with, and you're passing that on through the generations. Now, you know this Diddy shit. You listen to T.D. Jakes. He talked about generational curses and shit. I know you know. He said he gave a few sermons to Carissa, which was interesting. Because, see, listen, nothing about Scorpios. We can be very religious. Y'all know here. I be cussing y'all, but I can be very religious, right? I'm very spiritual. We're very spiritual people, okay? So we can be full of dust. We can have our dysfunction, but we're spiritual. So I just don't understand why he thinks that's still a good idea to have babies and not a partnership. Why he hasn't addressed that dysfunction. So I hope that he addresses that dysfunction. I've always liked Diddy, even though people say horrible things. But what I will say about him is that um, I think he is a beautiful toxic. Like a, it's, it's almost like a a beautiful <laughs> weird mixture. Uh, he's really uh, uh, this interview was very eye opening to me um, for him. I hope that he gets well because you can't keep going around here robbing young girls' fucking wounds and youth. And I wouldn't let this. I know he got $800 million. I know y'all, y'all up there trying to get the bill. All right, he, like, so she called it. When she opened it up, she said, um, we got Mr. Billion Dollar Dick here. <laughs> I had to laugh at her ass. <laughs> Listen, I know he got whatever cash flow you think he got and what he rolling with, but listen, it, she was talking about she wanted twins, having kids, you know, with him and stuff like this, but what I will say, and they have a lot in common because she lost her baby dead and it's all, it's all kind of stuff there, but what I will say is try not to, Sometimes people can't help how relationships go or be getting pregnant or, you know, or something like that if you're a single mother. Sometimes you, things happen. I'm not saying shit, shit don't happen. Do the best you can in the situation you in. But try your best not to bring kids into the world, into your dysfunction, 
like in raising them in your dysfunction. Like you know, like you know, because just because you got a billion dollars, that's a life here. And when you have a life, you know, um, you want to try to pour into it. Your your job as a parent in this lifetime, you know. And listen, I know from being a child, I'm not a parent, but in my spirit, I feel like I'm a motherly spirit. But your child, your job as a parent is to guide that child so that child can eventually grow to make their own decisions and that you've instilled as much of much as you can in them. They saw a lot about you and and and, and they they've seen how you moved in the world enough that they take it and be able to make their own decisions. They'll have the best amounts of information to help them make better decisions. And when you give children your dysfunction, you give them a generational curse to carry. Now, we ain't, ain't everybody going to be no perfect parent. I ain't saying be perfect, and I ain't saying your kid's going to be perfect. But give them a fucking shot. I love what I heard, uh, what's her name say? Uh, what's her name? What's the, the woman before? She, Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson said, don't bring them here if you ain't going to make it worth it. If you ain't going to make it worth it for them. Make it worth it for a kid. Kids have a right to a family structure, a mommy and a daddy. Not y'all just, not people just having kids. I'm like, I, you know, I don't want no wife but shit. I just want to go up here and have more kids. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, because if you can't commit or even try to commit, if you haven't to a relationship, how the fuck you gonna commit to kids? Because kids is a fuck. That's that's some hard shit. That's a lifetime commitment. That's some fucking like that's real shit. Them little motherfuckers be coming. I still I know my grandparents be still like shit shit. We eighty some years old here. Our ass come trying to ask. That <laughs> it don't stop. <laughs> you know it's a it's a lifetime of commitment and shenanigans with kids. I mean, you know what I'm saying? How y'all committed to children and legacy, but you not commit? You can't commit to relationship, like giving the kids the gift of relationship. What the fuck is going on out here? Now, I ain't talking to you, divorcees. I ain't talking to people who said, you know what? I'm a I I, I got married because I love somebody, or I tried to get married and we had a we raised a family. But it just didn't work out between us. I ain't talking about that, okay? Because y'all tried it. Y'all tried to give them a structure. But I'm talking about these mofos who scared of life commitment. Oh, I just ain't never want to get married. But they committed to having fucking kids all over the place. You're not committed to You cannot be committed to having to children and not a structure. I don't believe it. And I believe when I heard him say that, I, all I heard is I'm passing on my dysfunction. I'm teaching my children how to 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 survive what I survived. And it's sort of like what uh what I heard a particular I watched a documentary one night. And I think I talked about it on here, but I ain't gonna say no names and shit. I don't want y'all caught writing me cancel me. But I watched a, a, a documentary about this particular uh, athlete, 
And this athlete was without the feminine in his life. His mother and him, somewhat he had abandonment issues. He moved in with one of his friends, family, and stuff like that. And then as he gets older, he gets in a marriage. He does the same thing, almost runs the, you know, him and the wife get divorced, and he starts to abandon the feminine energy. He's abandoning it. You can see the same shit. He's giving the same shit he was giving to him. He's repeating that shit. And his kids are pay, paying for it mentally and stuff. I'm not going to say no names, but I'm just, what I'm, what, this, what, what I'm trying to say is this. Be careful that you're not passing your kids out curses. You know? Just be careful of that. I mean, you know, I'm not ta- and I'm not talking to you single people who got caught up, you end up having a child, and you said, hey, I'm going to raise this baby, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm, I, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people who purposely, because they think they can do this because they got a bunch of money and all this stuff, but who purposely decide to bring life into the world without fucking structure. Like, it's just like, I just want to have a kid up in here. I just want to, I don't need the wife. I just want to have some baby. It's just crazy to me. Like, that's not, like, that, like you pass a legacy, but it's not the, man, I, I just think, I think it's crazy. Because kids have to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am a product of a parent of double abandonment. Okay. <laughs> No, and it's not to this my mother. I, me and my, I, listen, I thank my mother every day for making the right choice. My mother was not a selfish mom. She said, hey, you know what, I'm young. Best place for my daughter to be, and my dad is not a selfish place. The best place for her to be is with her grandparents. And my grandparents were going to fight them too, you know, they did, right? But it was, they, they, they saw that shit. They said, "Hey, we ain't we ain't got it. We ain't got it in us." And I ain't trying to give her what what was what I was given, what was given to me. I'm not trying. I'm trying to give her something different. And right now, my mother got the structure. She's decided to have the structure, and she's decided to commit to my child. And I'm gonna let her commit to her. My mother and her, my father, my father, stepfather commit to my child. And, man, I thank God for them because it doesn't mean I don't have abandonment issues. <laughs> I do sometimes. Certain little things I have to address. But I don't hardly, they, it's not as bad because my grandparents gave me structure. I had a two-parent home, a parent home with a mother and a father. I know how to relate. <laughs> it doesn't mean everything in my life is perfect. It doesn't mean everything's going to work. Everything works out perfectly. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that that structure helps me a lot better than if I did not have that structure. It was good to see a man in the house. I understand men have certain things they need. I understand what it's like to live in a house with a man and a man who is protective and who is a provider. So I expect that. My great-grandfather and my grandpa will both provide. I expect they get, that's the, the expectation. 
My uncle was good to me. They didn't raise me to be not, not expecting good things. You supposed to want. That's how we raised you. That's all the men in my life doted on me. They was like, hey, this is this is the baby. This we we make sure she's a little princess here. We want we let her know you ain't gotta get nothing. You ain't gotta go with no hood dude on the street. We got you. Include my daddy. We got you. Ain't nothing they can't give you that we can't give you. I never needed that. My grandmother was a great mother. Hey, when I need to talk about things, when I need things to understand, how she made me see the world. Now, she wasn't perfect. Wasn't nobody perfect. I ain't saying people ain't perfect, but I'm saying, and there's still some issues, <laughs> right? But I'm saying the structure, I got to see it, and it protected me from a lot of things that I, I just didn't meet because they were there as a protective unit around me throughout my school years, high school, every, it, it was always a protective unit. So structure, family structure is important. Well, y'all quit acting like y'all just want to have these babies without just, just with those, like just, I just, we, y'all just bringing kids in the earth. And not one that, like, y'all handing them over to nannies and shit, and then talking about, I want some more kids. Damn that. Just because you got money, it is celebrities that mostly talk this shit. But listen, celebrity, people look up to y'all asses, unfortunately. And they be thinking out here they can do the same shit. And it's high-ass inflation, a con- Joe Biden economy we got going on right now. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all don't want to have no baby. It's hard to have babies being in a family structure, damn uh, having a baby out here single by yourself and and a baby, a baby daddy with no money, shit, no diddy money, shit. Y'all going to fuck around here, out here and be broke. Don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> and resenting these kids. <laughs> okay, so it was a very interesting interview. I love the interview. If you guys get to see it, you, I guess you guys can see it on Revolt. And then it's uh, it's on YouTube now. The whole interview's up. Young men, Miami and Diddy, uh, Carisha, please. Very interesting. I think you guys will like it and get a lot from it, okay? That's my assessment of that interview, all right? Okay, so when we get back, because I'm getting ready to go on a break real quick, what do I need to talk to you all about? See, I really don't have no show, so i got to look up these articles I had to talk to you all about. Okay, let me see. Do I find on this one. Okay. Okay, so when we get back, I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez is upset out in these streets. You know, her documentary, I haven't seen that, seen it yet, but a lot of people are talking about it. You know, she's, she's remember we talked about a couple of weeks ago when the, uh, I guess the previews or something from her documentary, she was crying because she didn't get an Oscar nom. Or what's that, Hustlers or whatever that shit she did? I'm like, you didn't really believe you was going to get an Oscar nod for that. Really? <laughs> All right, so now Jennifer Lopez talks about the halftime that she did. Remember a couple of years ago her and Shakira, and Shakira ate on her? She ate her lunch 
Shakira came went the fuck off on that that halftime. Jennifer Lopez did. Well, Jennifer Lopez was is talking now how it was a bad idea for her to ever do that halftime. And I agree. And I'm going to tell her why. But it's not time now to complain about it. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about um, Jack Harlow. Y'all got this man out here pandering to black people. I just got to stop. It's too much. It's too much. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about uh, this senator bragging about driving her electric car past all the gas stations and being happy with her electric car. I'm like, no, bitch, while we out here suffering, used to bragging about being in your high-ass electric car. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, uh, Lori Harvey. Oh, poor little Tink Tinks. They deleted their, her and Michael B. Jordan broke up this week. And on, you know, they, she deleted all her pictures off social media. Um, we're going to talk about that and talk about their little breakup in the man and female gender war that is going on. The man spirit is out here talking about Michael B. See, she didn't want to be saying now. She's 24. She's 25. She's young. What is she, 23, 24? Oh, no. And then she got a, I bet she got a type. She might got a type. And speaking of types, we're going to talk about what our article I saw this week with Michael Ely about how he said, you know, his wife wasn't his original type, that, you know, he, he how he chose a relationship that was kind of, like she he be, she became his type because she was, you know, she was, is more practical. She, she was really, they loved each other, stuff like that. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit too, about not choosing your type. How that could be good, but it can also be dangerous too. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, and y'all here trying to talk about Miss Wanda. Y'all got petitions trying to cancel Miss Wanda off of Love in Huntsville, Alabama. We gotta talk about Love because it's too much drama happening at Love in Huntsville, Alabama right now. Allegedly, Marceau been caught out here. They y'all done discovered his side chick allegedly, and all kind of crap is going on. But let me tell y'all, they ain't gonna get rid of Miss Wanda, right? Because Miss Wanda is great-ass TV. Ain't nobody getting rid of Miss Wanda. As a matter of fact, they probably give Miss Wanda's ass a show. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about that and a whole a lot more when we get back on the CC show. Meanwhile, you guys, to listen to, what do I got something y'all to listen to? I don't know. Let's listen to... Back to your heart. Lindsay Lindsay Weber, I'm Carlotta, and I'll be back in a moment with all these great stories to talk about.
Make you tell me all about 
But it says, once again, a leftist lawmaker has expressed the elitist let-them-eat-cake attitude of Democratic Party members who are indifferent to the suffering of the little people. Democrats are clearly in love with the electric vehicles, a major feature of the Green New New Deal utopia, and can hardly conceal their delight over the record gas prices that are currently crushing the household budgets of ordinary Americans. During Tuesday, uh, Senate's Finance Committee on President Joe Biden's 2023 budget, Michigan Senator, uh, let me see, uh, Debbie Stabenow boasted about her new electric car and the wondrous journey that she made from Wolverine State to, to the swamp, breezing by gas stations with the average national price tickling $5 per gallon. A perfect example of a growing disconnect between political elites and those who don't have the money to shell out for one of those costly status symbols. An excited Stabenow briefly interrupted the testimony of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to make it all about her plug the expensive uh, EVs. I don't have to say just on the issue of gas. I do have to say just on the issue of gas prices. After waiting for a long time to have enough chips, we already heard what she said. Uh, Twitter reacted to Stabenow's elitist gloating, which was like rubbing salt into the wounds of suffering Americans who are priced out of the EV market and reeling from Biden's ruinous energy uh, policy. Um, Senator Debbie, this is Representative Mike Kelly. He said Senator Debbie Stabenow. Uh, Democrat Michigan said she drove electric vehicles past every gas station and it didn't matter to her how high the price was. Medium income of my constituents in the PA 16, $54,627. Average EV price, $60,000. Average cost of an electric car, $56,000. Medium household income in Michigan, 59000 I mean, uh, somebody said, she's like, I got mine, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, uh, it, it's just, uh, uh, somebody put Debbie Stabenow as a much older version of Marie Antoinette. We know what happened to her. Now, listen, that's terrible what happened to Marie Antoinette. We don't want to say that to happen to her. But listen. Marie Antoinette, have you ever seen the story? I mean, and it was so funny because one time, this is sidebar, but they had Beyonce once on one of her tours. I think I have the T-shirt. They had her dressed like Marie Antoinette. And I was like, that's the dumbest fuck. Why would you ever dress as Marie Antoinette? And the reason why is because if you know the story of Marie Antoinette, uh, what happened is that she was a princess who married a, 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 a ruler and she was in the house, she was partying, and she knew nothing about politics. She just was not aware of politics. She was forced into a marriage. And when she, while, while, she was marrying, while she was married, she never got to know the political atmosphere of, you know, her husband's, uh, you know, her husband's uh, family. And so she married into this relationship that was not really loving. They didn't really have much of a... They took a while for them to have much uh, uh, a sexual relationship. When they did, they had children. But she was blissfully unaware of what was happening outside of Marie Antoinette. I think was France. Was she France? Let me look that up. I think so. Let me look it up. I saw this great uh, documentary. I've seen a couple on her. And um, uh, yeah, uh, she was the last queen of France before the French Revolution. Okay, and 
she was blissfully, she didn't, she was unaware that while she was having lavish parties and, 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 you know, some people would say uh, orgies and all kind of shit, she was on the fuck aware of people having real, like, fucking problems. And people were starving in France at the time, hungry. She had no clue. She was just living the life of a royal elitist. With no clue, clue, uh, 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 clue of what was going on in the regular world. Now, what happened? What ended up happening is during the revolution, they end up running her and her husband's ass. They she she didn't leave France in enough time. They ended up arresting them, and you know, tragic story. They were you know, uh, them and I think their family, her family, like entire family, like killed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? war it happens but because the people were angry and they she hadn't she because she didn't she seemed like she didn't give a fuck and see this is real this is what usually happens with elites elites sometimes are blissfully unaware that people are starving our people are it's what i say about celebrity you know celebrity often You know, and this is not all celebrities, okay, but y'all know who y'all are. Y'all like to take up causes and things and stuff like that, blissfully unaware of what's happening on the ground, blissfully unaware of different things. And you're, you're a lot of you are Marie Antoinette. You're kind of royalty that's unaware of what's going on on the ground. And one day the people who are starving are going to come for you because they want food and drink. This is why it's almost, you know, I just heard the other day about them having a rash of break-ins in celebrity neighborhoods and stuff like that because people are tired of bullshit. It's people out here starving, people out here doing all kinds of things. Cause, and as inflation gets worse, it's going to get worse. And yeah, and y'all up here talking about we can we can wear orange so that we can. And this ain't trying to make fun of you. Y'all kind of am a little bit making fun of y'all. We wear orange to stop the violence and stop the gun violence. Y'all gonna wish I had a motherfucking gun when this inflation if this inflation keep popping off. <laughs> well, y'all ain't gonna need a gun because y'all got protection. Y'all have y'all bodyguards and security and shit protecting the fort. It's the people out here that won't have that, okay? So it's just a, a just a very interesting thing that she was that that's crazy that she's like she was happy too. I read road past all of the things and I gas prices didn't even matter. Complete nut. <laughs> oh my God! Y'all hope y'all vote her out. She's a complete idiot out here. And another thing I read, parents are buying homes for kids priced out of the housing market. Oh, my God. I believe, I just heard, listen, Apollonia, shout out to Apollonia, the astrology lady. She just did, she just did, which is one of my, my favorite astrologers. She's been on here. One person, a person I personally use. The astrologist lady, she, if y'all go to YouTube, let's look up the astrology lady. She has a great uh, video out about the uh, um, airy stellium in the sky right now and talking about America and what could be coming during this time. I'm going to try to have Apollonia on the show again so she can talk 
about some of this stuff that she's been talking about because she's been really good on uh, explaining some of the things that she's having. And one of the things she predicted, which I kind of have sensed this myself, a housing crash. Because houses are too fucking high. It's too, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much going on. And this right here is proof of what may happen. Because it says parents are buying homes for kids priced out of the market. This is according to Bloomberg.com. High property prices and mortgage rates mean new home buyers are relying on assistance more than ever, real estate agents say. Okay, and it says, uh, even as the U.S. real estate market shows signs of cooling, inflation and higher interest rates are making it difficult for young house hunters to buy property, at least on their own. Parents are increasingly helping their adult children purchase homes whether that means co-signing a mortgage, giving money for a down payment, or buying the property outright, according to real estate agents across the country. In New York, can I just say this, Cyborg? One of my, when I was out, when I was getting ready to go out of high school for a minute, for a couple of years, was it a few years after? No, maybe it was in my 20s. I thought about living in New York. New York is one of the dream places, because for me, a place like New York would be great for me because I, I have a, you know, I like I like my attention, like, you know, my attention area. <laughs> I like places that don't sleep. I like stuff like that. However, it's so fun. It the the rent is so fucking. So like just to live, I just I just would not pay. You'd have to be. I, you literally have to be married to Bill Gates. Like if Jeff Bezos came out here. And and, and 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 me and my husband would decide that we gonna end this. I definitely go with Jeff Bezos to New York. Nobody, Jeff Bezos, I'm here for New York. <laughs> he the only one that can afford that shit. <laughs> Where I can live comfortably and feel good. <laughs> Diddy couldn't even do it. You got too many damn kids. Jeff, not even Lenny Kravitz. Not even Maxwell. Not none of y'all. No, New York is too damn high. So I can't imagine parents buying houses for their kids in New York. What kind of shit is it? First of all, how much money y'all got? How many? How you parents paying for houses? Damn. In New York, Caldwell banker Warburg Becky Danchik says that she has never seen so many parents buying homes for or with their kids in her 15 years as a broker. Since January, she's worked with four parent-child combo clients, three of whom are all paying, who are paying all cash. It has to do with the rental prices being so high, she said. They feel like it's a waste to be throwing away money on rent when they can capitalize on the sales market right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, this is going to be, if there's a crack, this is going to be terrible. I don't, you know what? Listen here, parents. I think that's a bad idea because if your kid can't already, you know what, essentially, can I just say this? 30-year mortgages, and I, I heard Apollonia say this, and, and it's true. 30-year mortgages a 1,000 years ago was cool, but in this fucking inflation and stuff like this, and if you buy a house that's overpriced and stuff like that, and this danger, and it go down, these kids is going to be left with upside-down shit. They're going to be struggling. It's going to be worse than 2008. It's going to be some shit that we probably ain't never, ever seen. And that fucking Scorpio's in there right now, listen, it's transformation, and I don't know if it's for the good. 
So y'all better think real clear about buying these fucking houses for kids, especially these places like New York. I can understand if you brought your day asses down, bought them a house down there in Nebraska, in South Dakota, or <laughs> somewhere where it's the when the, where it's the less somewhere in Des Moines or something like that. But New York, oh my God, I can't imagine. Families with means have long helped relatives find their footing as new homeowners, particularly in expensive metropolitan areas, as agents say. But that assistance is crucial now more than ever with sky home prices and mortgage rates above 5%. Plus, real estate is increasingly being viewed as a hedge against inflation and a better option than paying rent. I don't know. You know, here's the thing, and this is what I will say this on this, because I think there's, it's, it's, you know, because a mortgage is essentially a little bit, even though you're, you're, you, the only difference is is that you're, you have, uh, what is it, um, equity. You're putting the equity. And depending on the percentage, now these are wealthy families. These are wealthy families because it says people with means, so that usually means wealthy families. And that's the only motherfuckers that can afford to buy a house for their children in New York City, okay? So, <laughs> uh, you know, I can see them doing it, but, like, what happens with the wealthy sometimes, you got that higher-end, middle income, and which I'm going to read, too, an article, I think, a little bit later. I don't think I got to read it last week about people who are making $250,000 are starting to live paycheck to paycheck. So this is those will be considered, uh, like, that high upper middle class, Right. So that's crazy. So if they and usually they try to follow the rich and be out here buying their kids shit like a house and shit, and they can't afford a kid can't if if, if this shit now will really wealthy families can do that, but people who ain't got that you ain't got that money and you out here trying to buy your kid a house. Oh my god, it could be a danger. It could be crucial. But it says. Um, Karen Rowan decided to help her 24-year-old daughter, Cassidy Leonard, purchase a three-bedroom townhouse for $330,000 in Denver. Now, wait a minute. In Denver, okay, uh, last year, Leonard had been renting one bedroom in the city's hot real estate market when her landlord hiked the rent to 1600 a month from 1400 The 48-year-old businesswoman provided about $30,000 for the down payment and closing costs and co-signed her daughter's mortgage to help her qualify for the loan. The decision panned out. Just a little over a year since Denver's townhouse purchase, the property value has increased a nearly $100,000. Now, we talking about if there's no crash or nothing. The amount she was paying was about the same amount as a house payment. It's no longer made sense financially, Rowan said. She's already made back enough money to pay back the down payment and made a profit on it. Well, see, that's good. Her kid is making money. Now she can leverage that money for something else at some point down the road. Now, here's what I will say. Where does this leave the poor in America or the middle class in America in the whole, the true middle class, not the true middle class, which is, you know, 100000 150000 200000 250000 where does that leave them? Because these are people, and I love Yvette Cornell and 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 and, and uh, 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 um, Antonio Austin talking about this. These are people who are usually get money from some sort of inheritance, like their parents are helping them to gain money. But a lot of Black Americans, particularly Black Americans, because I'm not talking about Haiti, I'm 
not talking about uh, Africa because a lot of times some people, these people come over here, you have the backing of a government and you have, uh, you don't have the same history that black, uh, uh, that traditional black America has, okay? So traditional black America is, uh, has, a, has, a, has a lot of, uh, our history is slavery. So slavery just ended in 1865, okay? So we have had a number of years, a hundred and some odd years of, is it a hundred and something, 1865, almost 200 or something like that, years uh, of being at a disadvantage. Then we had another, on top of that, Another 100 years of Jim Crow and segregation further behind, okay? This is a case for reparations. How do we catch up? I'm not talking about looking at fucking Diddy and them, okay? I'm talking about real black America because most of black America is struggling. So how do we begin to catch up. I mean, they just given Afghanistan, what was they giving Afghanistan, was it not Afghanistan, who was it, uh, Ukraine, billions of dollars. And you can't fucking pay the people who helped build the country, who built the country, back what you owe? It is the craziest shit ever. And and inflation and stuff is just probably hurting black America like crazy. How do you catch up to being able to buy the average black American to be able to put $30,000 down for your kid and not hurt yourself? Not hurt yourself. I'm not talking about what y'all be doing, faking one out there getting a loan to get the loan. She gave $30,000 in cash. It's not a lot of black America that can do that because of the history that is behind. There's not a lot of black America that has been left inheritances. Very interesting. I just found this a very interesting article. You, and it kind of to me speaks to me uh, so much. Uh, I saw this on uh, a vet Cornell's site, and I thought this is wow. This is pretty powerful because it speaks to the, the how this it, how it hurts. It can hurt black millennials coming up. It says bank mom and dad, bank of mom and dad. Listen to this. I want to listen to read this part. It says home ownership among millennials trails behind other generations. Even at age 40, 60% of millennials have bought a home compared with 64% of Gen Xers and 68% of baby boomers at that same age, according to an apartment uh, list analysts of census data. That's because of ballooning student debt, higher home prices, and stagnant incomes, all factors that are also making homes unaffordable for Gen Z generation. It's hard to determine exactly how many buyers are receiving help from their parents, in part because few are willing to discuss how they're paying for a new home. But financial advisors say they've seen a wave of ultra-wealthy parents, ultra-wealthy parents, seeking advice on buying homes for their kids because of the increased gift and estate tax exemption. The Tax Cuts and Job Acts doubled the amount that Americans can pass on to their heirs tax-free to about $12 million for individuals and $24 million for couples in 2022. So this is talking about inheritance right here. That provision 
will sunset at the end of 2025 when the exemption is scheduled to be cut in half, okay? Ellen Sykes, a broker at Caldwell Banker Warburg, just worked with a client whose father purchased her a $3 million apartment on New, Yorker, New York's Upper East Side. The money will come out of her future inheritance, and she will pay the maintenance and renovation costs on the property. It's a form of estate planning and being able to, um, well, hold on, let me see here. Did I, did I lose it? I don't know what I did here. Oh, my goodness, I lost my little page here. Hold on. But what you see in this article is that it's important. Inheritances are important. Inheritance uh, help a lot of these uh, a lot of uh, 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 of these uh, people to uh, be begin to live a different lifestyle. And most of Black America don't have inheritance because of our background. As a matter of fact, a lot of their inheritance come because they got free labor for a hundred years, including Jim Crow. Y'all, y'all know the story, okay? So this is a very interesting article. Check it out, Bloomberg, uh, about parents buying uh, buying homes, ultra wealthy parents buying homes for their children, okay? Now I wanted to talk about Jennifer Lopez. Oh, oh, Jenny from the block. Jenny has been out here a lot these last couple of months. I mean, just a lot. Jennifer Lopez is a lot of Jennifer Lopez out in these streets. <laughs> okay, uh, but Jennifer, uh, let's see, where are we? What she this week? She's she's talking about her documentary again. Um, let's see here. Cut it up. Does Jennifer Lopez have time? Uh, uh, oh wait, do we got it? We got audio. Oh God, let's listen to some audio. Okay, it says Jennifer Lopez halftime doc J Lo unhappy to share the stage with Shakira. This is according to New York Post. So let's see if we can hear some of this audio here. See what's got here. Let's see. Whoever's around me right there, you feel me? not just about if you're getting off with the step. It's about if we're getting off with the step. Yeah. I don't just go, the camera got me. <laughs> but I'm also saying that the camera got it. Because I can do all of that at the same time. I've lived in the public eye. And I really believe a lot of what they said. Diva. Serial bride. How do you feel about your butt? You did not just ask me that. I did. If I was in front of Jennifer Lopez and she said, you can't sing, I'd go, neither can you. And I said to her once, doesn't this bother you? And she said, I expected this. Do you think you'll be nominated for an Oscar? I mean, I hope so. Hustler's first review is Jennifer Lopez is Oscar worthy. It was hard. I just had a very low self-esteem. I had to really figure out who I was and believe in that and not believe anything else. We are on the edge of being able to get this on the field. I can't do it if you guys keep just pressing us. I'm trying to give you something with substance. Not just us out there shaking our asses. I want something real. I do this not for an award. No, I do this to 
connect with people and make them feel things because I want to feel something. My whole life, I've been battled to be heard, to be seen, to be taken seriously. Okay, that's a preview of Jennifer Lopez's documentary, Halftime. Um, <sighs> Jennifer, first off, let me just say this. Jennifer does not have the best voice. She's got a voice. I'm not saying she doesn't have a voice, okay? You don't, you know, she's not no, no, a J-Hood out here or nothing like that. Shit, I ain't no J-Hood. You know what I'm saying? She ain't no J-Hood or nothing like that. She, I mean, she, she a little like an up from Britney Spears, okay? I think she know that. I mean, you had to know that when they went and got Ashanti's ass, of all people. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly that, you know that song, Ain't That Funny? You remember the song, Ain't That Funny? Allegedly. See rumors out here that it was some Millie Vanilli shenanigans going on. Ain't that funny? Okay, Millie, Millie Vanilli, Millie Vanilli shenanigans out here going on. Ain't that funny? Okay, but you know shit. I mean, you know, a lot of people don't sing that. Like Kyle Abdul's out. What's the song uh, she used to have? Sing me that. What's the song she used to? What's, what's the song Kyle Abdul used to sing? Oh God, I, we come together. Cause I, you know, she thinks she couldn't sing. I was just a check, and you know, ain't no man that. She's the first, like, Britney Spears. But you know what? Paula could have danced, and she could entertain her, her fucking ass off. I love that damn ass. Straight up, now tell me, is it going to be you and me together? She can't sing worth it. But the song was dope. She could hold a tune. I am I caught in here and run. You know what she can sing? <laughs> that one has 
artists has historically done, he says. No, they've always kind of added a little other artist sometimes on there. I mean, Janet Jackson, she did it with, she didn't need fucking uh, Justin fucking Timberlake, but she, they had him on there, okay? They always tend to bring in other ones, okay? But um, it says, and while Lopez is seen on the Zoom with Shakira trying to make the best of a not-so-super situation, we can bring everybody together in this moment, she says. The friction didn't exactly make the friendliest of rehearsals between the two. They're cordial and professional at best, but let's just say Shakira shouldn't be expecting the invitation to Benefit 2.0. Okay, but let me just say this. Uh, let me just say why Jennifer Lopez should have had her own halftime show. Okay, I'm going to say why she should have, and why I'm going to tell you. I know it's, see, it, I know it's the airy stellium in the sky right now and everything, and I'm about to get, I might be going into smoky territory. I might be getting ready to get all the smoke with the beehives and stuff like that. But is the Ramada Inn open? Because I may have to check in. I may. I may. I may. I think I may have to check in. Okay. I just want to make sure I can check in. I got my room key ready. Okay. Jennifer Lopez, this is your fault. And the reason why it's your fault and that you shouldn't be complaining now because you're going to, everybody looked, I've read the timelines of people laughing and talking about she can't sing that where Shakira ate. Shakira was the shit, and Shakira was. So Shakira showed Joe ass up. You know, that belly dancing, all that stuff she was doing. She, Shakira did that, okay? But Jennifer Lopez, you shouldn't have been prodded into it in the first place. You should have just took that big, first of all, you should have just took that L and shut the fuck up forever. But you, the reason why you fucking messed up is because you couldn't help yourself. Sometimes you got to turn down some shit. Ask Rihanna. They said Rihanna done turned down a Super Bowl several times, okay? Listen, sometimes you got to say no to some shit. You got to tell your Leo happy ass to calm down. You can't always get all the attention. Sometimes you got to be able to calm the attention down and see the tea leaves in the room. The tea leaves was telling you what the shit was going on, okay? Well, but let me give you my interpretation why you couldn't get half time all the way together. What year was this? What year? What year was Jennifer Lopez? 2020? 2019? Who did the Super Bowl in 2019? How, how time was it? Was it, was it uh, 2019 Super Bowl halftime? Who was it? Was it Bruno Mars? No, it was... Mercedes Benz, Halftime Show, Headline America from Maroon 5 was joined by Big Boy, Travis Scott, and Guess. Was this the year? Let's see. I can't remember. Who was all at this show, 2019, before I say what I need to say? Okay, this was before 2020, was that, was that before, this is when Jay-Z had first started taking over, right? Okay, Jennifer, I'm going to just say this, okay? You're an 
icon in some ways because a lot of style and everything, everybody borrowed from Janet, the queen. First of all, all y'all motherfuckers borrowed from Janet, okay? Including Jennifer Lopez. Right? Jennifer Lopez was once about to be a dancer in Janet shit, okay? So Janet's the queen. However, a lot of people have borrowed from you, J-Lo. You know, those early Diddy days, ain't that funny, I'm real, you know, all that shit and stuff like that. You know, and one of the people who borrowed heavily from you, and she, you, as far as dance and how they, you know, come out across, is Beyonce. No, 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 no. We're going to say this. Okay? Now, now, you can't fuck with Beyonce singing. However, performing, eh, I, you, I don't really think you can fuck with her performing. But, Jennifer Lopez, one thing you know how to do is put on a big-ass spectacle. Halftime, we know that if you had did a halftime show, it was going to be probably pretty lively. And if you had been allowed to bring your own guests on and stuff, your shit probably would have been bombed. They know that shit. Now, first of all, you got to look into the teeth when they when they tell you, we're getting, well, you can do the halftime, but you must do it with Shakira. Now, the first thing you should know is your, who you are. You're Jennifer fucking Lopez. Say lo Jenny from the block. I'm just Jenny from the block, who dated Ben Affleck, Puffy, who had who got a clothing line that is huge, the one of the first ones to have a big successful clothing line. You are not only a successful in the pop world, but you're a successful movie star. You should have been in the room saying, "Bitch, who's Shakira? I'm not doing no. Uh, I'm, there's no way I'm doing a halftime with Shakira." Bounce. I'm about to bounce. Find somebody else to fuck with Shakira, right? You should have said no, but you said yes because you were so anxious to have that attention. And Sierra and them, they fucked you over. You should have read the tea leaves. The tea leaves was Beyonce's husband. It's over the over the halftime. The second tea leaf in the room is that Shakira, who is, is she still a Rock Nation artist? Because she was like, was she management? Was she, what was she, what was Shakira at the time? J-Lo, listen, Shakira, I don't, I can't name no more hits from Shakira than Hitters Don't Lie. What's this, is it Hitters Don't Lie with the one, was that the one with Beyonce? I forget the song. No, that wasn't the one. It's the Hips Don't Lie song. That's the only American song. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's huge in the Latino world, but a lot of people want the big hits in the with the, the pop American crossover hit. She ain't that. She's had a couple, but she ain't you. They used her to it. Shakira's name is known because she did some. She's done some stuff here and there, but more name than I bet motherfuckers can't name hardly no song unless they Google. Okay, now and unless you into Latino, you know what I'm saying, music like that. But you people can name some. Ain't that funny? Uh, I'm real. Jenny from the block. I mean, it's waiting for the night. People can. You know what I'm saying? Okay, they use you to get Shakira out there. If you would have walked away from the fucking deal, they would have had to find somebody to sell Shakira's ass, okay? I bet the deal with Shakira would have been off. I bet she wouldn't have got to that halftime stage. But because you couldn't read the tea leaves in the room, and there was some tea leaves there, I'll just say Beyonce's husband. That's all I say. Who also has an artist or a management under his management, okay? And they trying to get you to bring this this helpful to the state. 
You should have read the tea leaves. It is too late now to be talking shit because everybody thinks you hating now. Yes, it was a bad idea. You know why? Because Shakira can sing better and she, you know, she going to move them hips and stuff. I ain't trying to be mean. It's facts. And you being the diva and the icon that you are, should have said, hell no, I ain't got to say, share the stage with nobody. And you are old that. You done worked your ass off. Okay? From the fly girl days to these days, bitch, you should have told them, take your Super Bowl and shove it up your ass, Jay-Z. Damn that. I ain't working with Shakira. I ain't got to work with no Shakira. Don't fuck I am. Shit. Bye. That's all you had to say. And then nobody would be saying, Shakira ate on J-Lo. Shakira, she just hates. Oh, and they, they, they bring up the Ashanti and all that. They wouldn't have did that if you wasn't so anxious to take your ass and be seen. Calm your Leo ass down. You got got Tinder swindled, <laughs> swindled, Tinder swindled by by Rock Nation. <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> oh Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. If one thing you can learn about anything associated, <laughs> what let's say what was they going to the energy witch? What was the energy witch that allegedly y'all said Jay Z and Beyonce was going to allegedly? Listen, I ain't gonna say no more. Listen, y'all better learn about energy out in the streets. That's all I got to say. J Lo, you got God. That's all you had to say. It's like you know, I wish I. Oh my God, you should. You know, Shakira did such a fabulous job on that. I just was not ready. I, I should have turned it down that year. The things weren't going well. Now you look like a hater on Shakira because that's how he meant it to be. <laughs> they didn't want you to get that stage and eat by yourself and possibly upstage previous Super Bowls from other female artists. I take my... I'll take my Ramada in key now. Is it available? <laughs> key? Where is it at? I mean, is it? I can have it now. I can hear the beehive saying, that's me. you know she can't eat. Jennifer can't eat. No, she can't. But they don't even want to take the chance. Okay, they don't even want to take the chance. Because Jennifer Lopez is elaborate and she can't perform her fucking ass out. She is entertaining. Don't don't get it twisted. She may can't sing. She like she, she like she can she can perform. I mean, I ain't saying she can't sing. Let me take that back. She can hold a tune and she sings decent. She just, listen listen. She can do enough where she can give a her performance would have been bomb probably because she's elaborate. I've seen Jennifer Lopez. Now, I didn't like when she did that Motown shit, but I've seen Jennifer Lopez give great performances. Don't sleep on Jennifer Lopez now. Okay? And they wasn't sleep either. Mm-hmm. They sure wasn't. They wasn't about to let that shit happen. <laughs> Mary, Mary was all happy. I'm just so happy to just they, they, that they thought about me. They this and that. These are people who are so desperate to be on the Super Bowl stage. But Mary, let me check this out, Mary. Check this. You should have had the full half time. 
You know why you didn't get halftime? Not because he was so he's so generous. JC is so generous. No. You will they don't, as long as he's on there, you won't get a halftime. Now you will because I'm talking shit. <laughs> they don't want you to upstage it. You can't upstage that. Shakira don't even know she couldn't even upstage it. That's why they put Jennifer Lopez. They use in some senses they use Jennifer. Even though Shakira was their artist, but they still knew. They still wouldn't even give her a full one. <laughs> I see what I see. I'll go check in Ramada you. I'm just done for today. Shalo got tender swindled out here in these twi- out here in these Super Bowl halftime streets. Don't be mad now, Jennifer. They just put one over on you. It's hard to read them tea leaves over there. It's hard because they so good. They so good at be. They, they so good at it. They 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 mask it so well. You got to be able to read the room with motherfuckers. You know what I'm like? Read the room. Like you Jennifer Lopez and you sitting up in the room and you know you a star. And they like, well, Jennifer... First of all, they're going to get off because they, they was nice enough to invite you. Well, at least I thought about her. I'm not trying. We know, we're not worried about her. We thought about her. No, but it's where they put you. They put you at a disadvantage. So you got to be able to read that tea leaf. Hmm. So now I'm up here in here getting ready to perform a halftime show. Now I'm a fucking huge star, a huge, not only a huge pop star, but I'm a huge movie star. And an entrepreneur and business owner. I know how I roll in this fucking world. Paparazzi everywhere when I come out the house. Ain't is paparazzi following Shakira's ass? No. But they following my ass. And you telling me I'm about to do halftime? Hold up. What's Shakira? Excuse me. Shakira. She, oh, you want, you're a Rock Nation artist. You're a man. Oh, oh, I see what the shit's going on. No, thank you. Find someone else to do this. Bitches, I'm out. <laughs> That's what you should have said. But instead, they ate off of you. You're a vegetable. What Michael Jackson used to say, they eat off of you. <laughs> What's the one of these stories from? You're a vegetable. You're a puppy thing. <laughs> they ate off of you, Jennifer. Man. Oh, my God. Poor Jennifer Lopez. And now everybody thinks, oh, Jennifer, she's hating. No, no, she got really, she got really ate off of it. She just, she really didn't see it at the time because she was so happy about being invited to the Super Bowl and that she failed to see that the devil is in the details. She said yes too quick, and then she found that the devil was in the details. <laughs> It's tricky over there. It's tricky. <laughs> oh, poor Jennifer. Anyway, moving on. Oh, love in Huntsville, Alabama. Child, that Huntsville. They got one going over there. Man, they start. They replacing the real. What's the real housewives and stuff? Oh, that 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 Huntsville stuff is just. Excuse me. They are gangster over there in Huntsville, Alabama, okay? Now, all of y'all are talking about, I mean, last week it's allegedly uh, Melanie uh, got into it and Martell and 
and and Miss and, and Wanda. See, we still don't know what happened because I don't think it's aired yet. But there was some sort of alterca- altercations between the Holtz and the uh, what's more souls in their family. So it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh, uh, the the next uh, big uh, things coming out about Love and Hence Huntsville, Alabama. But a lot of y'all are getting upset with Miss Wanda and feeling like y'all want Miss Wanda to be canceled off the show. This is according to Yahoo.com. They're saying Love and Marriage Huntsville fans petition to get Tisha's mom, Miss Wanda, off the show. Both Martell and Marceau weigh in. Okay, so I'm going to say this, this. I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk about this particular thing because I want to talk about why Love in Huntsville, Alabama, will not get rid of Miss Wanda. Y'all got to be kidding. Miss Wanda is great TV. Miss Wanda is a train wreck. We watching it happen. <laughs> and the producers love it. She brings the smoke. <laughs> and the fire. And the matches. Miss Wanda don't care. Miss Wanda is there for it all. She, but she, Miss Wanda is there for all the smoke. And listen, these types of shows always want to display dysfunction. Listen, if you have dysfunction in your marriage, never go on a fucking reality TV because it's going to expose that shit, and it's going to make it really, really big. And part of the dysfunction of Marceau and Tisha is Miss Wanda. <laughs> And it's a train wreck getting ready to happen. <laughs> All right? So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more when I get back on the CC show. Right now, we're going to play uh, My Face, My Day. Y'all know how I love you some Maxwell. Off. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment. I won't 
the lineup they have this year, it's like Essence spent all their money on Janet. I love New Edition. Y'all know my heart pitter-pats for New Edition. But damn it, it's not a lot of meaning. It's not much else on that. I mean, it's not a lot on the lineup. I'm discouraged. Now, my friend did call me the other day. Used to be on the guy used to be on the show, Paul. And he told me about a great new artist, and I really want to talk to Paul. I got to call him about his name, Jazz or something. And she's gonna be in one of the soul lounges. And I really, he said she's great. I've never heard her. I would love to hear her. So yeah, but uh, you know, listen, I am not enthused about the Essence this year. I will tell you the truth. Essence has lost its way. I don't think I just I, I don't even know what an Essence magazine looks like. I don't even been to the Essence website in like a hundred years. I, you know what I think? I'm gonna say something. A woman should own like. Essence. It needs a woman's interest. You know, originally it was two men who owned Essence magazine with, and they they had great editors. They used to put at the helm of it. Uh, Susan Taylor was one of their greatest editors. To me, the greatest editor of a magazine that ever was. Susan Taylor is bomb. I would, if I got Essence today, if I if I say just so, I just magically got some dollars and got Essence magazine today because I just want the license. I was asked, Susan said, I just beg, I go beg Susan say, I please come back. Please, please resuscitate the magazine. It's dead. It has died a slow death without you. It's dying a slow death. The only thing that's keeping essence on the resuscitation table is the, no, not the resuscitation table, it's keeping it alive is the life support of essence festival. Essence festival is the, 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 what's the, what's the thing? What's the answer festival? It's the uh, the ventilator of of the magazine. Helping <laughs> <laughs> them read. <laughs> Y'all are fucked up. This I don't know who on it. What's your name? Rich Lalu and Lou. I don't know. Y'all fuck that magazine. I'm telling y'all. Y'all y'all just don't catch it. I love and I love Essence. I love the history of Essence. But the thing is, when you're not attached, when they're when you when you buy it and you don't understand what you purchased, this is just my personal opinion. And you don't understand the energy that's behind it. I mean, mm. you just you, I don't know what you got it for. I just I, it's just it's going to shit. It's going to shit. That's my personal opinion, though. Okay, you know. I was talking about love in Huntsville, Alabama, and the drama that is happening on that show. Child, the walls is closing on in on Marceau. Marceau, they trying to they out here. They trying to look for them. If you got some side pieces, they trying to look. Now, listen, there's rumors this week that they found the side piece, okay? A lot of people are saying it's a Marceau side piece. Here's the thing about Marceau. I actually think that if Marceau, he's so confident 
in whatever situation, because I, I do believe, because Marceau is the type of dude, he is never answering the question. Like, you know, he never answers the question when they ask him, are you cheating? Well, why would you want me to answer that question? What do you want me to say? You wouldn't believe the answer if I told you. He sounds like a dude who's totally, who, who will totally say to you that when you find out he's cheating 10 years down the line, well, I never said I wasn't, and he would be absolutely right. More so, I feel like is not going to be found out about his, if he's cheating out here, if he's cheating, if, because whoever he's with, he's smart. He's got somebody or somebody who got something to lose, and they will never tell. They, they got some, oh, he's paying bitch, he's paying bitch, Okay. But now y'all mad about Miss Wanda. Miss Wanda, it's according to Yahoo, it says, when messy mamas get into the mix of reality television, it makes matters heightened. A prime example is Mama D, Scrappy's mother on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. It looks as if drama is being expanded upon the own reality TV series Love and Marriage Huntsville due to Tisha Scott's mother. Yes, Scott. Miss Wanda and fans want her, Miss Wanda and fans want her removed from the show as a result. Uh, from the start of the show, Miss Wanda has been viewed as an overbearing mother, typically in the affairs of Letitia's marriage with her husband, Marcel. The overprotective mother feels Marcel doesn't respect Tisha, lacks on his responsibilities as a father at times, and may be guilty of cheating. Now, this chick that they say allegedly that he is with, now my, my thing, let me tell y'all something, okay? This is my theory about Marcel. This is just my theory, okay? And this is when we're going to talk about types, having types, okay? Now, I don't believe that Marceau does not, like, love Tisha. I do believe he loves Tisha and he loves his family, okay? You get that. You see that from him. However, I think Marceau has a type. And can I tell you all who I think his type is? If you've been watching the show really closely and you pay attention, you know who his type is. Melanie, Melanie Holt. He, he, he likes Melanie. I don't care what Tishy tell you. I think Tish know it too. That's why she kind of got more flamboyant in her dress and everything because she really kind of admires Melanie. Melanie is an admirable chick. Okay, she 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 got them kids. She run businesses. She's just a cool ass car. And she, and you know what? She keeps her edge. Like she's not just she's not just a baby a mama. But she keeps the sexy going. She sings. She she uh she acts sometimes. She does her uh you know, she she she's a live wire. She's everything. Marceau love everything. If Marceau could wrap Melanie Hope up and put her in his bottle, he would. Okay? He he likes him to Melanie Hope. Melanie Hope, you are the ideal woman in my personal opinion. That Marcel Marcel, he would probably deny, 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 deny. But I have noticed that all through the series. I said this almost two to three years ago in the series. Now, the chick that they have up allegedly has a side chick for more so. People believe it's a side chick. It's a lot Melanie Hope-like, okay? Which means it's, it's not just, it's just Melanie fits the, I'm not saying she likes Melanie herself, but Melanie is the ideal. It's probably his type, okay? 
Now, uh, in addition to getting into her daughter's military business, Ms. Rhonda holds no punches for Tisha's social circle and anyone she deems as being an enemy of her daughter's, name, namely Melanie Holt. Ms. Rhonda has made disparaging comments about Martell and Melanie Holt's children's appearances, saying they look unkempt. They always, <laughs> she is a cute. She even recently questioned the paternity of their youngest child, which many feel crossed the line. Let me just say this, okay, Miss. <laughs> That youngest baby, you can put that youngest baby right next to Martell. I, I thought I was a little suspicious at first when she got pregnant because I just break it up. But when you put that baby up next to Martell, you got to be kidding. <laughs> that baby, look, that was just a breakup baby. But that baby looked just like him. <laughs> you can't deny that baby. Urban Bell Mag reports that during a recent Instagram live session, Melody revealed that there was an issue of her children being disrespected and her and Martell joined forces to handle it. Per multiple reports, Ms. Monda was a target. Things physically reportedly turned physical between Martell and the Scott brothers, Marceau and Maurice. Both Ms. Wanda and Melody went to lie to address the situation afterwards, so many details were not revealed. Ms. Wanda claimed she hit Melody, which Melody de- denied. Fans of the show are calling to have Ms. Wanda fired, saying she continued to take things too far and below the belt. A petition was filed on Change.org that reads, uh, remove Wanda Moore Lease from Love and Marriage Huntsville. The petition continues in part, Wanda Moore Lease is a menace to black excellence. Her appearance on the hit show Love and Marriage Huntsville has been fraught with ghetto wretchedness, drama, and chaos. Has a friend of the show, her appearance is clearly not needed. Well, Ms. Wanda caught wind of the petition and, of course, and of course addressed it in another Instagram live. I heard everybody got a petition going on me to get me kicked off the show. I got an energized battery inside of me, so I'm not worried about what negative people say. I like the, I like the positive inbox everybody was giving me. Okay. Uh, let me just say this, okay? Ms. Wanda, this is, that's something going on with more so. She is an overbearing mother. She is definitely an overbearing mother, but they know this about Miss Wanda. Listen, let me tell you something. When they got this cast at Love and Huntsville together, let me tell you something, Love and Huntsville cast, come close, okay? They saw the dysfunction in y'all early. They knew they got this. Y'all came together. They see, they know it's what dysfunction in every couple, in every last one. I think reality TV is a bad, 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 bad deal for 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 marriage. I think social media is. I don't you know, I don't like people posting pics all the time of, of you know, people can do what they want on their social media. But my personal opinion is that social media, even when you post your spouses and stuff all the time and stuff, it, it sometimes it's too much access in, in, in my personal opinion. Not all the time. But it's uh, it's like there is this thing like I remember I saw one person that literally used to post stuff all the time with her and her spouse and all the time. It's just it, it's just my personal opinion. Okay, this is just a, a social media at some point. And when that shit fell apart, <laughs> she had to give a clear a damn statement. Or why she wasn't she wasn't posting them no more. I mean, you know, it's, it's like a it's like watching a reality TV show. I mean, you know, it's just it, it, social media, uh, uh, but particularly reality TV can just be marriages are already hard as fuck. 
to sometimes get through, okay? Some some y'all it's not hard for, but some people marriages, you know, they marriages are hard work. So so it, to add the fire of reality TV is literally a nutty thing to do. Reality, it's like they have that show put a ring on it on own, and they have couples come on. And they talk to a therapist about their dysfunction, and they go out with other people to see if they really want to get married. But I always laugh at that show. I said, it's not there. That show is not there to fix your function, dysfunction. It's there to display your dysfunction. Now, they got the therapist there kind of trying to address it, but it's really there to display the dysfunction. It's like celebrities. When celebrities don't want nobody to know who they're dating, why? Because the public has good perception. Like, I can fucking see people, I'd be like, mm. you see people together, you like, when I saw Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I was like, oh, shit. It looked, it looked crazy. It looked toxic. It looked toxic as fuck. I said, they going to be, they come up with a toxic. <laughs> but people know that. People give you that energy. So that a lot of times celebrities don't want nobody to know who they dating because they trying to get through whatever, because every relationship has its own form of dysfunction. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, like you know, if, if 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 I was with a celebrity, I would very I probably would not want to be seen for a long some long time until I had established my relationship hardcore with them because of the energy that comes along at the beginning because people have great perception skills and so you know when you when when people see people out in public together and it's kind of like a reality TV show for for celebrities. People immediately can see, some people can immediately see or even put perceptions on you. But sometimes people can immediately see the dysfunctions you're going to have to work through. And they tell you before you even have got the red flags, and it's already starting a hyperbole of things happening in the relationship before you even got to discover them, right? And so to me, it's the same thing with reality TV for, like, celebrity. When you bring your marriages there, people immediately start to watch you. And uh, people see their own lives through you, and they see their own situations and their own things, and people begin to have ideas and thoughts, and that energy comes towards you and your relationships and your things. And it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It is hard to even um, – it's hard to um, get around those perceptions. So I would suggest like to, that to me, reality TV is no place for solid, solid relationships because it is reality TV is an everyday look into the lives, even though it lasts for about five months or six months of your life, it's still an everyday look into your life and your relationship. Whereas in celebrity, I would say, something different i would say if you if a celebrity you're dating and you're you're dating a celebrity i would say you know keep it secret for a long time so you've established it to be strong and when it's strong then you come out because there's a perception and stuff there's a there's a a gird under it, a foundation right so because people's perception can just mess up a mirror it's just like tish when people immediately saw marceau and how he acted People immediately presumed him to be a cheater, and he has not been able to shake that thing. Even though nobody's found the female yet, some people are alleging they have, people perceive something very dishonest, and it is hurting her in her marriage right now. 
Melanie. Melanie and Martell showed up, used to look like they were the couple when they show, first showed up on Love and Huntsville Marriage. But what little the people know, allegedly they had already had problems with Martell having infidelity. With that, they showed up on the show, that just expanded, okay? And what are they now? Divorced, okay? Because reality TV show, reality TV is fucking hard on relationships. It becomes like celebrity has a hard time with relationships. It becomes personified in the public eye, and everybody starts talking about your shit. And one of the things that celebrity, I mean, reality TV does is display your dysfunction. Like celebrities, often their dysfunctions and their business is displayed because it helps sell them. The same thing with reality TV. Celebrity is walking reality TV, uh, but marriage, Love and Huntsville Marriage is a reality TV show, and they have to sell the dysfunction to get you to watch it. Same thing with celebrities. Okay, so they have to get you in order to get you to watch it. They sell something crazy about you. They're, they've been like Miss Wanda coming through there. Miss Wanda, we see is a dysfunction for Tisha and Marcel. She's a mommy, but she's overbearing. A lot of people have that in their marriages. Okay, and so uh, they sell it on the show because they like, look, we could. This mama is crazy, and she's funny, and she gonna bring the entertainment, and she gonna bring the fucking ratings. But it's going to be at the sacrifice. Of Tish, uh, 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 if they don't be careful, it's going to be at the sacrifice of Tish and Marceau's marriage. Like Melanie and Martin, okay? And celebrity the same way. They have to sell celebrities. So they often bring, they often sell something, uh, uh, something about you. <laughs> I mean, you know, even the most, like, mysterious celebrities, they still sell shit. I mean, you know, it's just not, listen, okay, how many for years people have been hearing rumors about certain artists being gay, bisexual, all kind of stuff, you, they, but they will sell, and I'm not saying they are, but that's part of the sale. Even the allure of people, I don't think there's not an artist that hasn't been called bisexual or gay. I mean, too, Maxwell, Mafe, Janet, Jack. I mean, I even talked about it here when I when I had the uh, astronomy lady on. There's not a one, but that's part of the sale, so that she keeps you guessing. They don't they elusive about those questions. You know, what's what's the the rumors we've heard for years about the elusive album at Sony? <laughs> Remember the rumor they had for before Maxwell came out. The rumor about the Sony album and and did you uh, was you making a was an album that had no sexuality? I mean, it was weird for people to say that. And it's a mystery surrounding him. It's a sale. People are like, oh, people are interested because he's a sex symbol, so they want to know. I mean, what is it? Who? What do you like? And then you don't hardly see him with too many women and men and uh, women, men or people in public. He's very mysterious about it. That is part of the sale, okay? Janice dysfunction to do that documentary part of the sale because he finally answered all y'all shit, all y'all shit, and you still it's still going to be she. They're still going to sell the craziness about her. It's part, Michael Jackson was that. I mean, they had to sell some of this. Prince was that. I mean, you know, like Prince, 
I mean, <laughs> Prince was very private, but Prince also had a lot of shit going on. He was constantly with women. Like, I, you know, I always said I wanted to be a Prince girl my damn self. I said, damn it, one of my regrets is that I didn't, I didn't try to be a Prince girl. <laughs> I would have made a great Prince girl, like a Bond girl. I feel like Prince girls are like Bond girls. Corman Electric was a Prince girl. It's Gemini thing because it's sort of like what, what uh, Kanye is doing. Y'all, well, y'all was calling Kanye the whole whisperer this week. But no, he's because all these women he dates to become famous and stuff like that. And Chris kind of did the same thing. It was like Chris had this like this thing with women. I mean, he's like, I say, I say, I want to be a bomb girl. I want to be a, a Prince girl. I should have been a Prince girl. Like he was Vanity, Apollonia, uh, Susan, <laughs> Carmen Electra. It was like a long list. <laughs> He had about like a long line. Like, it was like, it was like that. But it was part of the sale of Prince. <laughs> it was part of a, a, a luxurious sale of Prince and his, and his, his constant watching of, of, of females. Like, he constantly had two. Including his wives. Like, what was the girl? What was the, uh, the, uh, I forget the other wife's name. She had her. She was on reality TV too. I mean, it was it was it, he constantly had a bevy of women about him. Then not only that, but he so, he sold mystery, sold intrigue. I mean, it's a part. It's a reality show they're selling. <laughs> You're watching them. They need to sell it, okay? And these PR firms and everything are are glad to do so. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the business of, I talk about, I often talk about artists on here who are born, okay? And I talk about, you know, having, uh, uh, you have to have some, listen, in order to sell yourself, I mean, to sell yourself, it's a business. So you have to have intriguing things to sell. I mean, you know, I mean, you, you, it's, it's not just about how well, like I talked about Jennifer Lopez. It's not that Jennifer Lopez, she doesn't have to be able to be a great singer. Jennifer Lopez is fucking entertaining. Her life is entertaining. Now, at her hurt, at, I'm sure it's been painful experiences to be married four and five times. But that shit, they soaked that shit out. That shit's entertaining. People's like, they're watching her. She's living a true, she's the Truman that These celebrities are the Truman Show. <laughs> right? I mean, so you, you're watching, you know, it's like a, a, when Beyonce, remember when Beyonce and Jay-Z, when Beyonce and them, when Solange was Jay-Z's ass in that, that <laughs> in that, uh, uh, in that elevator, it was, it's the Truman Show. It's the, so, and what, listen, what did Beyonce them come out and do? Uh, a whole lot of shit come down when a billion dollars was in the elevator. Remember, she sold that shit. You gotta, it's, they understand people are watching. And, it, you know, often dysfunction will be sold. <laughs> there has to be something about you that's got to be sold. Okay? Like Diddy and Carisha tonight. Carisha tonight. That shit was entertaining. <laughs> It was entertaining. I was like, what? <laughs> it was entertaining as fuck. And they meant for it to be. That's why they, she is striking while the iron is hot. I mean, she was just arguing with the Asian girl last week that he's fucking with. 
He, now his ass is out here. You know he he's fucking around with everybody. That's it's intriguing because you got a hot celebrity male. I mean, he ain't hot to me, but y'all think Diddy hot? You got a hot older dude out here, uh, a cat daddy out here dating all these young girls. Don't want to sell a man. <laughs> he's as functional as fuck, <laughs> and she's one of. So everybody wanted to tune in and see it after the dysfunction. It's almost like a setup. Like everybody's like, Ooh, let's see how they work, they how they move together. It's a it's a great setup. It's a it's great TV. Great way to sell yourself. It is what it, y'all know what it is out in these uh, celebrity seats. You gotta have something to sell. It's, it listen. It is what it is. Okay, let's talk about speaking of selling things. <laughs> Lori Harvey. And Michael B. Jordan broke up this week, okay? Oh, my God, my God. Listen, and I, I was laughing at Thought Crowns because Thought Crowns brought up the, the old rumor we did talk about on this show. He talked about that Lori Harvey might be allegedly a, like like the professional, like she goes in for the hit piece. Because remember, Michael B. Jordan, there was rumors about Michael B. Jordan's sexuality. Yes, there was, and a lot of y'all was pissed because y'all thought Michael B. Jordan, he was dating people like Snow Allegra, allegedly, and white women. And so they needed him to date a black girl. I don't know if Lori was a publicity thing or not, but we did talk about that on this show, okay? <laughs> uh, listen, he looked really sad, though, at that day. He looked like a man that got his fucking heart broke. Now, maybe he didn't, but he sure looked like the fuck he did, okay? And Lori Harvey is a young Capricornian girl. I mean, she probably doesn't want to get married yet. Capricorns can date in ways that make people feel offended. But Lori might have just figured, you know, that he's not her type. I mean, she does have a type. I think she likes Scorpio males. Remember, there was Diddy? There was was Future. (laughs) I don't know. She might have a type. And it may not be Michael B. Jordan, okay? Uh, she's young right now. They say she was sneaking up allegedly in, in what's his name, Jack Carlos. Lori out here in these streets, I can't. Lori's like, shit, I'm young. This is, I'm enjoying my. She like young man. I'm having fun. Shit, I'm with you. Damn, y'all, which I think up in these streets. <laughs> I ain't got to run and get married yet. I'm having a good ass time out here. <laughs> I'm on yacht. I'm going to premieres. <laughs> I'm dating hot ass men. Future wasn't hot. Diddy <laughs> only hot because he got about a billion dollars. He's like, I have a good ass time. She is. <laughs> Do what you like. Say what you think. But I'm going to have me a good time out here, okay? <laughs> So don't be mad at Lori for being a young girl who got a bevy of choices, okay? I'm sorry, Michael B. This is what a lot of older guys will pick these young girls. <laughs> and they'll savage up on their ass. Savage the fucking way They talk about us when older women are savage. No. <laughs> it's a mess out here. It's Wild Wild West. These pictures, like, they they play. It's a lot, okay? So, yeah, I can see. I see why Lori Harvey's like, you know, listen, dude, I ain't ready to settle down. It's been nice, but it's not been nice. <laughs> now, it's been nice, but she not, probably not my type. She didn't want to go into no marriage. She dropped the bag in the hands of the food. 
And you know what? When you're young, you can, you know, and you got a bunch of extra choices out there, you can do that for And besides, we don't know. Was it something? Was it a contractual, you know, in Hollywood? In Hollywood, they do have contractual get togethers, okay? Shit. It's what it is. Oh, y'all so funny. Good Lori Harvey thing, boy. Lori is the best. Lori out here saying shit. I'm living my best life. I'm going I'm young out in these streets. I'm having a good ass time. I'm about to I'm I'm about to drop it like it's hot again. <laughs> now this saying this is an interesting article to on S B twenty four news dot com about Michael Ely and Katera. Zada, Rafik Zada have been married for 10 years, but he once revealed she's not his type. And um, they said Michael Eby was not always married and has been rumored to date some pretty famous women for dating his wife now. He turns out, you know, he dated to Rod. People say he dated to Rod. Uh, the relationship was never confirmed, but they looked like they was dating on that child. They looked like they had a lot of chemistry. But he also, remember the time he was messing with Holly Berry and he allegedly was living with Holly Berry for a long time? Boy, Holly Berry. <laughs> Holly Berry. She's funny as fuck. Oh, she's funny as fuck. <laughs> they, uh, they met on the set. Their eyes were uh, watching God and it was reported he loved the first sight. Uh, they had an age gap, seven year age gap, but did not affect the pair. Uh, yeah, and people said they was together. It was a, it was they was together a minute. Uh, uh, but he said this is Michael. He's married to Katria Rafazada. Katria was once an actress herself, but now focuses on her private businesses and family. She is listed on Instagram as a scientist and co-founder of Break Bread. The pair met in a 2000, 2008, married in 2012. Michael frequently posts about his wife in her home country. Uh, she's from Afghanistan. Michael Ely and Katira shared two children, Eliza and Harlem. Uh, Katira reportedly suffered postpartum depression with them. Uh, okay, let me see. This. this is in 2014. Michael opens up about marrying Katira. During that promo trail for Think Like a Man too. At the time, Michael gushed about how perfect they were for each other and how he really felt that he had found his life partner. Katira is completely supportive of his career and does not give him any issues when he has to do love things. In fact, she joked about wanting to do some herself. My wife is like, when can I make out with somebody? And I'm like, well, if you get paid for it, I'm cool. I ain't made out for free yet. Okay. Uh, it says uh, he joked with Essence Magazine in 2020. Around the time of their wedding was announced, he discussed how he did did not initially find Katira uh, to be his type. According to Michael, this was by design. He did an interview with Vibe where he explained the practicality of their union and how it is rooted in the day-to-day. He feels that if you're happy with someone and love them, it should not matter if they do not. Okay, let me just say this, okay? I A lot of times, you know, marriages and things and relationships often work when they're not your type. Because I feel like there's a lot of decisions to love, right? And it's not just about people's type and chemistry and all that stuff. But I will say this, okay? And a lot of people work in marriage. I do believe people should be opened up to people who are not their type. I definitely believe that. However, the question becomes if you cannot kick your type. 
and in marriage, oh, the tight will come up. <laughs> and in relationships, the tight will come. So the question is, can you kick your Because, listen, who, Jenny, I said on my thing, and somebody asked me about Jenny Ma. Jenny Ma, and somebody even asked me in my DMs about Jenny Ma. What you say about Jenny Ma? Jenny Ma, because Jenny Ma on The Real, she was married to that guy. Remember that nice guy she was married? Okay, and they broke up and everything. They divorced and stuff. She, her divorce played out during the time she was on The Real. If you watch The Real, <laughs> and I did for a little while. And it wasn't on purpose. It's just sometimes the TV would happen to be on. But if you see her, you see she had a type. And she couldn't lose the taste. And it was black male. She like that. She like that. She had a thing for him, honey. And now she's married to one, okay, that had babies there. I'll tell you, sometimes you can't keep your type. Now, <clears throat> I remember my own personal story. Y'all know how I like to tell stories. I was dating this guy, right? On and off for many years. I remember I went to a particular event where his family, <laughs> I had just got to talk to his family and stuff like that, and his family broke down to me. They was like, listen here, I'll be honest with you. Because <laughs> I was thinking about getting back. I was thinking about going back. I was thinking about going back, and they broke it down to me so much. You know, if you, if you do, if you go back. And it wasn't because they didn't like me. This is because these people loved me, and they wanted to tell me facts. You know you are never, ever going to be without white women somewhere in London. Now, these were aunties and stuff telling me. I was like, oh, Lord, because they was right. Telling this little twenty-one-year-old, hold yourself. Don't you do this. <laughs> you got to deal with that. Why didn't they? I know they were truth because I had. That's all I had. Huh? That's the only. That was his thing. He had a taste. It was a no, 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 no. Don't you stop that? Don't you put his He had a preference. Now he caught himself in love with me, but he couldn't get rid of he had a face. I was like, you know what? They told me this is my little 21-year-old young ass. That my, I thought about it, and I said, shit. I fucking like You know that. You know. They tell me the truth. Even a mama sitting there shaking my head saying, yes, this is true. And then the, one of the people proceeded to tell me how they was a, it was a situation with all the men in their family. I just, I, at that point, I knew, I said, Lord Jesus, I cannot do this because I know what I know is what I know is that if I thought with my little young ass to commit at this early in life, commit to somebody who's got a thing, they can't over, they can't overcome it. I'm going to get heartbroken. It happens. I mean, you you can get heartbroken anyway because life happens. People meet other people. All kind of shit happens. But I just already knew the answer was already there. This wasn't nothing that was a science, rocket science. It was just right there. It was facts. (laughs) I'm 
might have been the little black girl experiment. <laughs> right? So, listen, I have to see facts. Sometimes people got taste. And Michael Ely, I hope that that it is really, like, it's really weird because if your type come up, are you going to be able to shake it? <laughs> when people say, I, well, my type, it, a lot of times that shit works. Let me tell you something. I, I know a lot of people who are not married to their type. whole lot of people. Okay. Practicality is very true. In relationships, you need that. You need all kinds of things. Everything and these people have a love for each other, okay? But it's when you got a taste, you got to understand that there's sometimes people got taste that they can't get. <laughs> and temptation comes with all, all kind of shapes. Temptation will show up for your ass. Y'all motherfuckers talk about Jada. Y'all will be Jada Pinkett's ass out here, okay? Because Jada got a taste. <laughs> That's a crazy ass show. Anyway, but it's real, okay? So I I try to tell people, I try to be honest on this show, okay, about some things. It, it could be, you know, Michael Ebo, when I read that, I found that very interesting. I said, so he got a type. But can, can I just say this? He did not not marry his type, okay? This is my personal opinion to him. He's trying to say this because he know he needed, he had a black female audience, and he's trying to leave the door open to say he's attracted to, you know what I'm saying, black females. Like Jack Harlow been out here pandering to black females. Anytime about Jack Harlow, I owe my career to black females. It's pandering. The black female, black American female stamp of approval is important. In the consumer world, you got to be careful, black women, because these people will play on your fantasizing, and they will uh, they will not like you at all, but be playing like they do. You got you got to get real. Maybe yeah, Michael Ely strikes me as a type that 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 could be his energy anyway. So I so I don't think that necessarily believes the story that it's just not his type. I think he's somewhat doing some pandering to try, this is just my personal opinion, to try to keep alive the black female audience. <laughs> well, he's just having a problem <laughs> with an Afghanistan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to not really say that his preference is really good. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes that y'all, y'all be, because they need y'all stamp of approval. That's what they're trying to do to Jack or Harlow out here, trying to make give him a base of black girls that like him to make him hip. And give him that street trip. And I'll be like, don't be so quick to give it. Because he's too, they pan, his publicist, publicist people and stuff are pandering too hard. I mean, they coming too hard. It's too much. I'm like, y'all, it's too much. Y'all just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It really is. But you have to be careful with that. About and everybody got a temptation. Everybody got a smorgasbord that can come and listen here. Everybody got a temptation that can get you. <laughs> Y'all got say they thought what I be cheating. But you know, Jada just acted out her temptation. But I'm just saying. But people, people have to, and your types can often be that if you have a type. 
something, you need to explore that. Now, if you've met somebody that you really like and you like their personality and you're really attracted to them, you have chemistry with them, and they're not your type, that's a different story because sometimes that can overcome the not type thing. You know what I'm saying? But when you still, when you meet somebody you really care about and you love, but you're still kind of tempted by your type, then you're going to have to be careful. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people out here like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of people like when you see a succession, if you see a man dating a succession of a certain type of woman and suddenly he get with you, you got and you not that none of that type, doesn't mean he doesn't love you and he doesn't care, but you really better explore to make sure, hey, am I really what you're needing? Or are you just trying to out here are you trying to out here fake and practice because you think you think that that you're not settling. You you're trying to settle for me. Not that I'm a settlement, because <laughs> I know what I am. But you might not know. You know what I'm saying? So you have to make sure to explore that thing. You know what I'm saying? Explore what really is going on there. If there's a succession of certain types, and then you're suddenly this odd thing that sticks out. Now maybe you just so dope that, you know, it could be, it could be real, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying for people, I always tell people to check that, check that. And why I say, that's why I said ask Jenny Ma. That's why I said, because you can look at Jenny Ma, because Jenny Ma always talks about black men. She always made black men her preference, and I wasn't surprised. I think she loved the other dude. Don't get me wrong, okay? I think she really, really loved the other dude. But I think that that, it was all, that was always there. And so the moment she got on that freedom, she had the freedom paper, she <laughs> he was like, where is Jeannie? <laughs> it is what it is, okay? Okay, what's our last story, you guys? Nick Cannon says it's his ex-wife. Says it cost his ex-wife Mariah Carey one hundred fifty thousand dollars or more just to walk out the house. Uh, this is according to Yahoo.com. It said Nick Cannon spoke about his ex-wife Mariah Carey on the latest Joe Budden podcast episode. He said during their marriage, she learned just how expensive it was to be Carey. Cannon attributed the cost to everything from security to hair to makeup and jets. Nick Cannon discussed how marriage to his ex-wife Mariah Carey influenced his work ethic on the Joe Budden podcast, saying that the singer wouldn't leave the house for a gig unless there was a hefty price tag attached. Mariah don't step out the house. It cost her $150,000, $200,000 just to walk out the house. Cannon, who was married to Carrie in 2008 to 2014, said the mass singer hosts a tribute to to everything from security to hair and makeup. Cannon said despite having success in the film and music industry, he had yet to experience the serious cost associated with Carrie's level of fame. So he shouldn't have been nowhere in the building for Mariah Carey's ass. That's why James Packer didn't want to be bothered. He's like, shit, this going to cost me $200,000 every time this couple walk out this damn house. Until uh, the couple began building a partnership. He said, I've never dealt with these levels of numbers that now I'm 50-50 in. He said, adding that his ego told him he needed to be a breadwinner too. I'm not a boy toy, he said, acknowledging that people initially questioned why Carrie married him. Cannon later said he sought advice from professionals, including financial advisors and board members, so he could work toward earning more. The see, listen to this, because he couldn't, and that's probably a little bit why that marriage didn't last, because, again, I said this before, even though Nick Cannon came with his own set of energy, 
and his own set of uh, uh, he was already you know he was already building a lot of stuff over at Nickelodeon programs and stuff like that. It is hard for the masculine energy. It's like Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. It's kind of hard to do that. You you have to. It's almost like you got to find somebody who's an exec or who's on a certain type of level or something that can handle that level because it's uh, who who already has their own. It's, it's so hard for women when they're super famous like that because. A lot of times men don't want to be called Mr. Carey or Mr. This and That, and, and it, it, it makes men intimidate of your lifestyle, and they may go out and cheat and do all kind of other stuff because you find yourself being, she's the star. Even though Nick Cannon was his own star, Holly Berry, Eric Benet. Serious, for real. I mean, Holly, Eric Benet was making, he was just now making his way big in R&B but it's hard. It was hard to be married to Holly Grace. She was a super, super huge star. Suddenly, he found his career. That's what. Listen, okay, let's be honest. Here. That's what swallowed up Bobby Brown. No, 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 no. We can talk, talk. We can talk. We can talk. We can talk. Whitney Houston was huge. I mean, he, you know, they said Whitney had choices like Randall Cunningham, Eddie Murphy. She probably, If she would have married Eddie Murphy, that would have been even killed. That would have been perfect because Eddie is a big old star. He wouldn't have been intimidated by Whitney. Bobby was just getting his superstardom on with that don't be cool. And then he married Whitney and it just sucked the life out of him. Too, she's too big. She, she too, he couldn't hit me. It was unequally yoked. I'm just going to be true. She would have married Randall Clayton. It would have been better because he was a huge football star at the time. It was a, just a different energy. You have to marry somebody that it's almost like you don't got to, but it's, because women will try to, what what was Whitney was going around doing, trying to say, Bobby, he's my husband. My husband. She kept trying to make him not feel less masculine, and in turn that was making him feel less by always reminding him that he's <laughs> You know that to speak to my husband first. So you, you, you but people, can't, it's hard to do that when you're the star in the room. Now, if he had been a, oh, she had married an old R&B star who had had a huge established career. Bobby had a career before, but it was a new addition. It wasn't like even a moderate successful career where he was solid in this shit or something. Then it would have been different, but. Bobby, it just sucked up. It just sucked up the room. It just, it was, it was, it, it was just, it was just something. It, it was hard because she was, she spent a lot of her marriage trying to convince people to respect her. Nick Cannon didn't want to be bothered. That shit. Nick Cannon's like, damn that. <laughs> and damn, it's a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Her ass ain't practical. I'm just gonna go out here and uh, and get a bunch of bitches pregnant. That's easier <laughs> than building a life with Mariah Carey's ass. It's what it is. That's what he said. I'm just gonna go out here and just get just lack of responsibility. Just start just you know just spreading my seed out the house somewhere. So, 
was the last story. The last story is Dottie Depp spent $60,000 on dinner to celebrate being over Amber Heard. Now, I laughed when I saw this. I was like, this Gemini season, this petty-ass Gemini is just going to send Amber to be a problem. <laughs> Uh, it says, dropping dollars on Indian food, according to TMZ.com. Johnny Depp broke the bank on Indian food while overseas, spending the night with his closest friends to celebrate his massive win over his wife, his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Johnny and co. hit up Baranasi, a restaurant in Birmingham, England, Sunday night, and they did more than just order a few apps to share. Um, the joint operation director, Mohammed Hussain, tells TMZ the bill was in the neighborhood of 50,000 British pounds, about 60K. Uh, we're told Johnny was joined by pal Jeff Beck and 20 other hungry friends, and the place was closed down because what the heck did y'all eat for $50,000 so they could dine in peace? Mohammed said he was shocked Johnny was stopping by his place and says the actor was an extremely humble guy. He even chatted up while in his private office. <sighs> Johnny is having a ball. It's Jimmy Dawson. is out here having a good ass time. Okay, they winning right now. Y'all winning right now. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. <laughs> winning court cases and shit. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Dawson, fucking with people's heads. <laughs> Sorry, falling in love. I don't know. Gemini's is all over the place. Like, they, 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 Gemini's season is one. Gemini's is one of my favorite signs. They are so fucking fascinating to me. They're crazy as fuck. I mean, Prince was a Gemini. I'm fascinated. They're crazy, <laughs> and their season is crazy. Right? Their seasons are all. Their season is like one of the craziest seasons ever. <laughs> To have a, a area set, airy stallion in the sky to give out to wow. <laughs> Crazy, though. But interested, okay? Interested, Johnny Depp. He's out here spending $60,000 on food. He's having a great ass time. And uh, not surprised. Not surprised at all. Okay, guys. Was that it? I think, was that the last? Was that the last? Uh Oh, a California couple. I forgot to tell y'all about the California couple who died. Oh, we forgot to talk about wealthy Americans making 250000 or more beginning to live from paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to end it with that. That's just a set. I mean, y'all just, I mean, this is, this is how bad inflation is getting. So, man, I might try to keep that article for some other time. Um, oh, I know what we can end it with. Woman arrested after throwing her boyfriend's mother ashes in late work. This is uh, according to 5NBC DFW. A Fort Worth woman has been charged with abuse of a corpse after throwing her boyfriend's mother's ashes into a late work, police said. According to Fort Worth Police Department, the suspect, 42-year-old Augustine Gladney, threw the ashes belonging to 38-year-old Ernest Smith's mother into the lake on Monday evening. Police said Smith informed officers that when he returned home on Monday, shortly after 7 p.m., he discovered his mother's urn was missing. Smith told officers that he overheard a phone conversation between Gladly and her daughter, who was at home at the time. According to police, Smith heard Gladly telling her daughter on the phone that she threw the urn into the lake. Lord have mercy. Now, listen, you got to stop at a balloon test and crazy test for these women. And some of these men to keep people as crazy as well. Why would you go throw his mama's ashes? Mama, like, I ain't got shit to do with this in heaven. What y'all got to do with 
why would you go throw his mama's ashes into the uh, tip? You know, this is where I would see, I would kind of understand domestic violence centers. If I ain't for violence, but I, you know, this, that's just not right. Throwing somebody's mama's ashes into it. You got to be a loon. Like, I don't care. She said allegedly people saying he was cheating out. I don't care what he was doing. Cut your shit up and leave or, 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 or kick his ass out or whatever. But don't throw no, kick him and his mama out. Give him his mama's iron and say, you and your mama get the fuck out. But don't be throwing his mama's ashes, the last pieces of his mama in the river. That ain't up to you. Terrible. This is a crazy one. You really live in the Twilight Zone. I keep telling y'all that. Every time I watch an episode of Twilight Zone, I say, yeah, we here. It's Twilight Zone. We, we actually live here. <laughs> Every day I see, I see uh, 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 the idea that we're living in the Twilight Zone. Just like it was a story this week I had read about this man who, who got life in prison because he mistakenly, I guess his wife or his girlfriend was going out with another dude. They broke up the girlfriend and tried to break up with him. He saw this dude out. He told the dude to stay away from his girlfriend or something like that. And he saw this dude, uh, and this is in SACB.com, uh, if you guys want to read the story. It's a California couple died because a man mistook woman for his ex-prosecutor said. Okay, so he thought this woman he was, this man was with, because she had her hair similar to his girlfriend's, he thought that was his girlfriend. His fool ended up killing this couple. It wasn't even his girlfriend. He don't even know what the fuck his girlfriend looks like, and out here killing. And now this bitch, she's going to go to jail for life, and she's going to be up here. She's going to be out here going from penis to penis, having her good ass time. Like, your ass is sitting behind bars. Stupid. Why he in jail trying not to drop the soap? She's going to be out here to the next minute. Come on. Y'all really crazy out here. It's other people. Life is full of choices. There's lots of choices out here. It ain't no shortage. Ain't there no shortage of women? Shit, it's supposed to be a choice of men, but ain't no choice of men. It's no scarcity. You ain't got to kill nobody. He's going to be in jail. If he killed, what's so dumb about it, the fool killed the wrong person. Took somebody else's life. Just dumb as fuck. They should put his ass. Let's see, he should have got a death penalty. Just for being dumb. That's dumb. Because you didn't kill him. You, you shouldn't have been down here killing nobody anyway. But then you to get the wrong person to see you. This is what we did. That's a Twilight Zone situation. That's a Twilight Zone. <laughs> we live in crazy ass times. That's why we got to pray, child. We got to pray out here in these streets. It is nutty. It's fruitcake. It's nutty. It's nutty. It's real nutty. Oh, my God, okay? And then I did tell y'all last week, Nick Cannon is having more babies, okay? Dela, Abby De La Rosa, is, I mean, what is that girl saying? The babies are his, allegedly. I ain't got no more to say. I can't talk no more on Nick. I'm tired. Have at it, Nick. Populate the world. You should, I mean, it's probably going to be some more females coming up later. It's just, hey, have at it. You, you like it, I love it. 
Jesus, oh, that we have to be out here in these streets. These kids got to grow up. That's what I'm just trying to tell. Just uh, hopefully you can raise, people can raise functional children. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! Listen, you guys, I always enjoy talking to you guys every week. Listen, I've been on this show. I use this as my rant and post, my therapy, uh, to get my jokes off, <laughs> to have some fun. But I, I'm so glad that my little small audience that I have, thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you. I'm glad you guys enjoy these shows. I'm glad that uh, that I can make y'all smile from week to week. Listen, I, you know, I appreciate every last one of y'all. I appreciate you. Hey, listen, uh, I uh, – I want y'all to have a wonderful week. I don't know if I'm going to do the show next week. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I might take a break. I say I'm going to take a break, so I'm not going to say that, because every time I say I take a break, then I end up not taking a break, okay? So let's just say maybe I'll be on during the week or something like that. It depends on if we have some more needs out here in these streets or something that I really feel like I need to talk about. Yeah, I will get back out here, and we will talk about it. I'll do a shorter show, maybe a shorter version of the, during the week. But, hey, I need you guys listen. I'm getting ready to do this this thing, MC thing. I I appreciate you guys lifting me up. You know, I always appreciate you encouraging me in prayer or whatever. I always, hey, I love that. Thank you so much. I need all the prayers I can get. Uh, you guys have a safe, 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 wonderful rest of your weekend. Enjoy. I'm going to have a safe one myself. And uh, y'all be blessed. We're going to leave out here. We're going to go. I don't know. Oh, let's leave out with uh, Tell Me, okay, by Groove Theory. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll see y'all sometime soon, okay, probably next week or sometime, okay? I'm out. Have a good one. Bye.
listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. Remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Show on Facebook. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy, okay? That is on Instagram and on um and on uh, Twitter, uh, C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72. Two different Twitter accounts, but you're welcome to hit me up on there, okay? You guys, have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. I'm out. Bye. Tell me.